Speedway proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapid on Racing. fans and welcome to Rappin' on Racing December 6, 2021. Joining me now is co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, good evening. How are you? Fine. I'm doing good, but you know, it's hard to believe we're into the December show and where did 2021 go? I mean, 2020 was just a blur because of the most crazy of circumstances, but we had things for the most part back to normal and you know, it's just great to be able to talk to you because normally in years past, and I think this has been about the second or third year, you know, we do, we start the shows in November and we continue them until March until the regular season opens. And I think it just gives our listeners a lot more opportunity to hear what we have to say on Rapid on Racing. Well, there's so much good news out there. How else would we tell people? We couldn't start an April show with six or eight hours trying to cover everything that happened over the last six months. So we got a perfect scenario here, and the people like it. And when I get emails, they say, Don, I heard you talking about so-and-so. Well, they would have never known that otherwise if we waited and took the whole winter off. So we got a great show for tonight. Jennerstown Speedway General Manager Bill Rebar Jennerstown Speedway late model driver Brian Shipp, drag racing reporter Tom Lang, Tyler Harris, the announcer from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and Heather Lynn, the World of Outlaws late model series crew chief of the year for driver Dennis Erb. Also joining us is late model hot shoe Kyle Lucon, area auto racing writer Ernie Saxton, Lucas late model star and champion Tim McCready, 
2021 Latrev Speedway Pure Stock Champion Anthony Montepard, and a, a wonderful interview I had to do with the Carnahan family during the Dow Memorial back uh, last year, Don. We also have go-kart winner Kale Schwartzmiller and up-and-coming go-kart racers Logan Lockhart and Adam Pressner. In January, we're going to have a full report on the Racers for Tots party. You think about the diversity of, of the program, like for tonight. We got asphalt late models. We got drag racing. We got uh, announcers. We got uh, a woman, uh, crew chief of the year, um, some local drivers, uh, a great writer, Ernie Saxton. You talked to Tim McCready, the Lucas Oil champion. I spoke with Anthony Montepart. I mean, and, and then your thing with the Carnahan family, that is classic. So no matter what part of racing you're involved in, we're going to cover it. We'll cover it well. Well, I think if you spin between the youngsters, you know, Kale and, and Logan and Adam, and then you go to Ernie Saxon. There's quite a few years of experience in between there. And it's great to see these young kids. You know, you and I have had an opportunity to watch. And, again, they're only, like, 10 years old now. We've had a chance to watch them for five years. But, you know, thought over the years, you've got, you know, we'll talk like, you know, Kyle Lucon. You got to watch him grow up and race with his dad, Phil, and then his sister, and all the stuff that he did at Pittsburgh, you know, and now he's going to be out there, you know, mentoring some of these young kids and these 10-year-old, 11-years-old, even though Kyle's not that old in age, they look up to him as like, you know, hey, I can learn from this guy. I have been following Kyle Lucon since he was born. I know when his mom and dad came to the Circle Track Club banquet many, many years ago, he had he was just born, and that was 25, I don't know, 30, I, I don't know how many years ago that was. But uh, we just have some great talent in this area, plus the national talent that you deal with whenever you're out on the road, and I really appreciate it. Um, well, I also think, you know, for what we do, and again, you know, my congratulations to you. To you, we've just completed year number forty-one of wrapping on racing, and for what you started to what we do now, the people that you know we've had a chance to interview. You know, down in Charlotte, you know, we had Timmy McCready, we had um, Brandon Shepard, some of the best of the best. You know, and over the course of the years, you know, we've had Kyle Larson, the NASCAR champion, on, and it's just. I don't think people realize sometimes that maybe outside our little area here how lucky we are for what we do, but also I think we get some recognition across the nation now because now with the, the advent of the Internet and the podcast, that wrapping on racing, that, that was just a regional thing, which you created you know, 41 years ago, is now nationwide. What makes me proud, whether it's you or me or some of our other people, if they walk up to a driver with the Wrapping on Racing logo on their shirt, we always get an interview. They might be busy and say, stop back after whatever, but we always get the interview, and they are so cordial. And I think the respect that has been built, like yourself walking up to Kyle Larson and say, can I get an interview, that's pretty amazing. And I think what happens is over the last, you know, a few years, they may not know my name, but they recognize the face. And, and I think the thing that you and I talked about 
all last year in the year before and now nascar is doing it with flow racing is the impact and i know our good friend robert johnson what he's been doing uh, what grassroots racing means to a local area a big city and across the nation is just phenomenal and now nascar sees that and is jumping in and partnering with flow well, think about like when Jennerstown does their Motor Mountain Masters. The economic impact in the community, hotels, motels, restaurants, gas stations, I mean, you name it, there's a lot of revenue coming into the area. You know, Jennerstown, Johnstown, Somerset, all the surrounding towns. I mean, the last time when we stayed up there, I, I think we were in Somerset, everybody in the motel was had racing shirts on. And I think, you know, Robert Johnson's in that economic impact. And I, I think, like, in the state of, of Pennsylvania, and I could be off on this, it brings in the economic impact on is like $2.1 billion. It's a lot of money. It is. Well, Dave, we need to get the show rolling here. Any closing thoughts? Anything you want to add? No, uh, just to, from myself to you and to Donna, I want to wish you, you know, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year's. And to our, our friends out there, so whether it's Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, from myself to all of you, it's been great to be a part of what we do here and with you this year and look forward to 2022. I thank you. You have a nice evening. You do the same as well, Don. Lernerville Speedway adds the All-Star Circuit of Champions to their 2022 schedule. Officials with Lernerville Speedway and the All-Star Circuit of Champions are proud to announce that the All-Star Sprint Cars will return to the action track for two big events during the upcoming 2022 season. The All-Star Sprints will make their first trip to Lernerville Speedway on Friday, April 29th. In an event that will feature a 6,000 to win, the event will be the first time the All-Stars have been in action at Lernerville since 2019. On Wednesday, July 6th, 2022, the All-Star Circuit of Champions will return to Lernerville for the Don Martin Memorial Silver Cup 31. It will pay $25,000 to the winner and be one of the highest paying events on the All-Star schedule. The Don Martin Memorial Silver Cup 31 will feature the stars and cars of the All-Star Circuit of Champions along with a plethora of sprint car standouts from across the country. The All-Stars have a storied history at the Sarver Oval that has evolved over 30 years. Drivers that have reached victory lane in the competition over the years include Bobby Allen, Keith Kaufman, Dale Blaney, Ed Lynch Jr., Casey Kane, Tim Schaefer, Danny Holtgraver, Sheldon Hodenschild, and many more. Put that on your calendar. The All-Star Circuit of Champions, Lernerville Speedway. This is the Banker Bob Thought for December. You know you're getting old when you ask one of your friends, how do you feel? And the discussion takes the better part of an afternoon. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Freebar. Fans, an interesting situation at Jennerstown Speedway. People always, they're reluctant for the season to come to an end. And normally it would wrap up on championship night, 
But that's not the case. They've extended the season. And we're going to ask Billy Rebar what that's all about. Bill, what's happening in October? Well, Don, as you mentioned, uh, normally on championship night, the race seasons conclude. And a lot of tracks, they do cavalcades and special events. And we've talked for some time about doing a fall event at Jennerstown. And just wasn't really even on the cards for 2022. The schedule was done. It was literally going to be put out on a Friday. And at noon on a Thursday, a good friend of mine over there in Ohio, Jeff Miller, who's a former competitor at the ASA level, uh, car owner, driver, just really a, a short track enthusiast. And uh, he has some ties with the CRA series and several other series. He messages me and says, when are you putting your schedule out? And I said, like tomorrow, 24 hours from now? He goes, well, uh, do you have any room for a possible event, blah, blah, blah? And I said, not really. We're kind of full. The only place I could add an event at the very end of the year. And got quiet, got quiet, and next thing you know, I get a text message back. Uh, Would you be interested in the opportunity to host the CRA Fall Brawl? And immediately I text back that we are interested, give me the details. And in less than a 24-hour span, we went from talking about it to inking the deal and being able to announce it here this past week that in 2022, Saturday, October 1st, will be the inaugural CRA Fall Brawl at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Uh, they previously held this event at the IRP Raceway Park in Indiana. Had great car counts and good crowds, and for whatever reason, the event came available, and they were looking for a venue, and this was definitely not an opportunity I was going to pass on, Don. Uh, four fantastic series. You have the Jags All-Star Series, which is pro late models, exactly like we run at Jennerstown Speedway, so our weekly competitors compete in it. Uh, it'll be a points race for their championship. They only have one race following this, so we expect a huge turnout from them. It is the CRA Street Stocks, which are similar to our still-body street stocks we run at Jennerstown, that they get 30 to 40 of these cars at their events at some of their bigger venues. It is the Midwest Modified Series, where drivers like Travis Eddy, Cal Purvis, they get 30 to 40 Midwest Modified. And I've had more inquiries from that series over the last several years of, hey, can you bring the Midwest Modified? The drivers want to come. The drivers want to come. Well, everything came together, Dawn, for Saturday, October 1st, 2022, and also in attendance will be the Fours Super Compact Series. These guys go to Bristol. They go to Nashville. I think they had 85 cars or something like that in Bristol. They had 50-some in Nashville, and those guys are super stoked to come to Jennerstown Speedway. And, and Don, you know, I'm getting a lot of questions. I'm getting a lot of phone calls. Hey, when can we register? When can we get details? And, and all that's kind of still in the works because this is pretty fresh. Uh, you know, we wanted to get the announcement out there to let people know this is going to happen. But what's really great is I mentioned the Martellus Pharmacy late model drivers will be eligible to race. Some of our street stock drivers in the Ron's Collision Center street stocks will be able to race. Stoy uh, Tunnel Record Modified. The cars are very similar. Motors a little different, but I've already talked to drivers like Tom Golick and a couple other that may put something together to run that event as well with the home track advantage. And the best part is the Somerset Trust Company, Fast and Furious Fours, that was about the only division we really made any drastic changes in the rules this year. And we did so not knowing that this Fours Compact Series was even on the table, Don. And lo and behold, we changed this, our rules, and it's very closely aligned to that series rules. I uh, had some help here with Dennis Shawley and his son, Lance. Great guys that race with us weekly at Jennerstown. They're really on top of this. And, you know, I said right away, hey, this is what's happened. What do you think? And 
couple safety modifications, things like that, and our local guys will be able to race as well. So super, super excited about the fall brawl. How does it make you feel that this organization is leaving a venue that they've been at for things? This sport just keeps evolving, and uh, a lot of people go about things in different ways, and tracks look at things in different perspectives. And, you know, at Jennerstown, my goal is to put fans in the stands, and if you can't put cars on the track that are going to attract the fans, you're not going to get the fans. So we try to do a little bit of everything. And, uh, you know, we have a unique business model at Jennerstown on several different fashions. I've had people in the past, you know, on advisory committees saying what you're doing isn't going to work and this doesn't work. And wait a minute, you can't run that show and only charge $25 at the front gate. That's a $40 ticket. Well, we do things differently, and I think we've proven that uh, going a little differently seems to work for us. So really excited uh, to connect with the CRA team. Uh, they were part of the event two years ago on July 3rd with the Cars Tour. Uh, the Cars Tour is no longer going to be running super late models. They're all pro late models. And uh, I think you may see some of their competitors participate also on October 1st. I've already gotten contact from drivers like Jared Johnson and the POW MIA late model that plans on attending. Uh, there's just quite a buzz about Jennerstown. And when you have these events, it just gives more reason for these guys to come back and participate here. Well, one of the things you're doing that a lot of these uh, uh, so-called experts aren't doing is you're putting a lot of people in the grandstands. And it seems like no matter what venue you have or what you uh, bring in there, it's a success. And you'd think that uh, they would realize that and say, well, I know at one time uh, Mike Wallace wanted you to call a people back where he lives and give them some advice. He said they ought to be talking to, to Billy Rebar because he's doing it right. Well, it's just not me, Don. I got three great owners. And I got a wonderful staff, and uh, they give me a little bit of latitude here to work with what we got. And, and I, I lay awake at night thinking about different things we can do to make this place better. And you know, I've made some great friends from all the way up in Maine, Mike Hopkins, all the way, you name it, Jeff out in Ohio. I mean, you just meet people all over the country, and everybody is pulling in the same direction at Jennerstown. Uh, you know, Corey Casagrande. He makes two or three trips down here a year from Connecticut, and he'll tell you he sold more T-shirts at Jennerstown last year than he did in his own hometown. Um, so we have an amazing group of people. Our fan base is the most loyal group of people I've ever met. Um, you know, the Will and Modified tours coming back in next year. Those guys just love coming to Jennerstown because of the atmosphere, the way they're treated. And and once everybody sees these new lights turned on, that's that's just going to be the the greatest feeling in the world. Bill, we're going to need to take a break. Uh, Fans, stay with us. We'll be back with more and Billy Rebar after these messages. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. 
All right, fans, we're back. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Bill Rebar from the Jennerstown Speedway. We covered some of the stuff that's coming up right away, but I'd like to touch on some things we didn't have a chance to talk about. Uh, your banquet, very successful. Oh, we had an outstanding banquet. Dawn, listen to this. Over 275 people in attendance. It's pretty hard in southwestern PA to find a venue that can accommodate that many people. And we were very fortunate to hook up with uh, Rizzo's in Crabtree. Absolutely fantastic Italian cuisine. Uh, the comments, the compliments on the staff and the food was tremendous. We're already going to pick a date for next year and book it again. That's how good it was. Great night, great attendance. Um, a lot of smiles that night. I was really excited to celebrate the accomplishments in here in 2021 give out some special awards to people that you know deserve recognition and really set the stage for next season. When you talk about next season, you know the holidays are coming up later this month. Somebody might want to get tickets or a pass for a family member. How does that work? So we got a lot of different options. You can go to Jennerstown.org, uh, right at the top of our website, the main events, the premier events, your monster trucks, your will and modified tour the must-see racing sprints cars, the Isma Super Modifieds, my favorite, the Motor Mountain Masters, and the Fall Brawl tickets. There's all direct links right to those uh, where you can purchase those tickets. One thing that's really great at Jennerstown Dawn, every event, excluding monster trucks, kids 12 and under are free. Adults are just $25 for our major events. The Will and Modified Tours are just $35. This year, it's the Will and Modified Tour, as well as four other divisions at Jennerstown. You'll have Martell's Pharmacy Late Models, Soystown Auto Record Modified, the One Stop Auto Collision Center uh, Pro Stock, as well as the Somerset Trust Company Fast and Furious 4. So, full card for $35. You're not going to get that any cheaper anywhere in the country. Uh, and we're also offering some unique packages. We're offering uh, season passes, 10-ticket punches, we're even offering an opportunity to purchase a chance to ride in an actual real race car around Jennerstown Speedway. So if you go to Jennerstown.org, you'll see our stocking stuffer specials, direct ticket links. You can purchase tickets for individual nights. There is something for everybody on our website for this holiday season. With all these events that are coming up, uh, how about the people that need to register? So we are at this show here as it, it airs online uh, this week. We will be opening up registration for the Motor Mountain Masters. I have people knocking down the door every week. When are you going to open it? When are you going to open? Albert Francis wanted to register last year on the property for this year, and we didn't <laughs> let anyone do that. I've already received checks in the mail from drivers without registration forms. That's how bad they want to register for this race. Uh, Motor Mountain Master Registration will open this week, later in the week. We'll do a, a post on Facebook, and guys will be able to send their stuff in. Uh, pit stall registration will also be open at that time. Car number registration is also open with Mike Velarde, our pit steward. One neat, neat thing, Don, you know, years ago, you could have a driver that moved from Division A to Division B, and they didn't get to carry their number with them because... You can only have one number in the division. You couldn't have two 18s. You couldn't have two 11s. And and I understood for scoring reasons and so on. Well, thanks to the advancements in technology and our wonderful scorer, Vernon Yoder, we don't have that problem anymore. It's not first come, first serve. Everybody's going to get their favorite number because we can have duplicate numbers now with the digital scoring process. The computer isn't going to lie. So as long as we get everybody registered properly, 
you know, it's not a mad rush to get everything sent in because you're guaranteed your number. Everybody's guaranteed their number at Jennerstown, which I think is really great. And there's, there's sometimes that there's numbers passed down by generations, and that driver wants to carry with them. And, you know, they might be a five-time champion in the modified, and they want to move to the late models, and then they don't get their number. That's that's kind of ill-sensitive. So uh, that's kind of interesting this year, and we've done it the last couple of years, that car number registration can be unique to the driver. That is wonderful. You know, it's a tribute to uh, you and your owners and your staff. I think your the passion that your staff has for Jennerstown Speedway. Boy, if you could bottle that and sell it to some of these other tracks, they would be buying it in a heartbeat. It is such a coherent group, Don. Uh, you know, I communicate with my officials daily. Some of us are in a group text message that. It's, it's mind-boggling as I'm talking to you right now. I probably have 18 missed text messages because that's how close of a group we are. Uh, communication with the owners couldn't be any better. You know, these guys are hands-on. I tried telling it to a driver that's looking at a purchase in a racetrack somewhere, and I said, well, are you going to be a race car driver or hands-on owner? And he says, what do you mean? I says, show up at 2 o'clock at the racetrack, and Richard Paul DeCruda is flipping hamburgers. Show up at noon, and Larry Hemminger is helping to pull weeds and running a machine and John Morocco is running crane and driving golf carts. Those guys are such hands-on. I think that's part of the key to the success at Jennerstown. You don't see that a lot of other places. Well, they're role models. You know, when your staff sees that, they say, well, gee whiz, you know, if if John can be out there working, I better get moving. You know, just like the lighting project, Don, we just completed the Musco lighting LED project. They got delivered on a Monday and by Thursday, we're turning the lights on. I thought this was going to be a two-, three-week process, and Denny Morgan, his crew, Warren Ginter, George Stoops, and John's crew from Morocco Welding, they erected 11 light poles in three days and had them wired up another day. It's just absolutely amazing what gets accomplished uh, when people put their minds to and it all comes down to pride. When you take pride into something, you're going to work extra hard for it, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, I have never been so motivated for a race season. Uh, normally, you know, you're still shaking the dust off in the last season. I- I'm ready for race cars to start going around that track. Spring can't get here soon enough, and uh, hopefully Mother Nature continues to cooperate like she did this year, and I think we'll be unstoppable. That is beautiful. Okay, we're coming up on a break. Any closing thoughts? I just want to wish everybody a happy holiday and uh, hope to talk to you next month. Thank you very much. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. 
Fans, joining us now is Brian Shipp, uh, who was uh, awarded the Most Improved Driver Award at the Jennerstown Banquet. Brian, that has a nice sound to it. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I'm not too big of a fan of the award because it means that you weren't good before. (laughs) Well, the fact that you won four features, and I've seen you win in the past, but four features at Jennerstown with the quality of that field, that's a big deal. That's that's impressive. Yeah, it's. I, I, I honestly, I was to the point, you know, the past few seasons after getting a new car, I was ready to quit because I'm shoveling money into this car and we, you know, just couldn't get it figured out. And uh, at the end of the year last year, I was, you know, talking to Rob. Uh, Van Fleet and Gary Wiltrout, and I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. You know, we, we've been swinging at this car forever. I, I think I, I need to get a new car. And Rob was like, well, let's, we'll give it one last shot. So we changed a bunch of stuff, and we went and tested after the season, and the car was, it seemed pretty good. I was like, okay. You know, I made some changes, put a new rear end in it uh, for the start of the season, and I mean, it, it was really good all year. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Well, to have Rob Van Fleet and Gary Wiltrot helping you, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. The, their talent, is it shows across the board. Now, you've been doing this uh, off and on since 1999, and I thought it was interesting. When most people start, I'll say, how'd you get involved? My dad, my brother, my neighbor, my friend, someone at work. But you just started racing go karts just to have some fun. Yeah, it started out. Uh, my dad bought a go kart off a. Uh, I think it was somebody that he worked with from uh, my brother Bob, and he ran. I think he ran one season, and then we bought a second go kart. You know, it was just something for us to do on a Sunday as a family. We would drive up to Slippery Rock, and there's a little dirt track there right outside of town. And whenever Bob had a cart, I would just, after the races were over, the, the owner would let anybody go out and run. So I would jump in his cart and go turn some laps, and then it turned into two carts, and it just progressed from there. A lot of good drivers have come up through the, gar- the go-karts, and I've been to Slippery Rock many times. Uh, Bob Schwartzmiller's son, Cale, races there, and uh, the Bannis kid, there's just a lot of talent there. And, you know, when you think about it, you go way back, and you maybe not old enough to remember, but Dave and Dale Blaney started out in go-karts. Rod George, go-karts. A.J. Flick, go-kart. Some of the best competitors ever started out that way. Now, you did the go-karts, then the Chargers, then the Modifieds, and now the late models. And this past season, four feature wins. Uh, and like I said, with the quality of the field up there, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, a lot of – you're lucky to get one. And uh, to get four – I mean, it, it's been a really good season. You know, that, that definitely helps with the, the finances because, I mean, I, I was str- I don't think I had a top five the year before. Maybe one if I got lucky. I mean, I, it, was, uh, it was tough. Well, of all the changes, was there one significant change that kind of turned everything around? Uh, I believe that, uh, honestly, it was the rear end in the car because whenever I – uh, purchased that chassis. I bought that chassis brand new 
from Port City in uh, 2018. Now, that was right before they were, uh, uh, Gary Crooks was buying it. So I, I bought that chassis off of Harley. And, you know, I bought a brand new uh, rear end uh, with a Gleason in it. And I put that in whenever I built the car. And it was just something, something was off. The car, it would kind of do crazy stuff. You know, it would be tight one second, and then it would be, you know, uh, sliding sideways loose. And, I like, I couldn't even give uh, Rob and Aaron and them uh, direction to go because they're like, well, what's the car doing? And I'm like, I, it's just undrivable. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no. Well, I'm glad you figured it out. You know, uh Last year, one one time, and I, I noticed a very similar number, but it's different. It went from 40 to 48, and I said, why'd you change your number? Explain that. Well, I, whenever I, I started out running, I ran 04, because that was my brother's number, but we were in different different classes. And then whenever I moved up to Modifieds, we just swapped the numbers or went to 40. You know, I, I never really got the... Uh, pick my own number and this year i was like you know bob's not racing anymore obviously i'm not having any luck with the 40 anymore and jimmy johnson was always my favorite driver so i decided to go with the 48 well that's a good one to have as a favorite driver fans if you're just joining us we're talking to brian ship the driver of late model number 48 at jennerstown um, you say that sometimes people assume that you're a hothead. Uh, is that still true? Uh, I would like to think that I've I've calmed down a little bit, but my uh, suspension in 2020 would say otherwise. <laughs> well, uh, Billy Rebar and I talk a lot, and he said you have mellowed with uh, time, and I think your success has uh, maybe changed that, maybe from a hothead just to uh, an intense competitor. How would that be? Yeah, yeah, it's probably a little better. <laughs> now, you got some good people helping you, and I know you have some new ones uh, this year. Uh, Tim Etling from Auto, from Tim Etling Auto, Mid-Atlantic Motors, APA Archery, and next gen industrial service, but let's also mention the ones that have been with you for a good while. Who are some of the other sponsors? Uh, Harris Auto Auto Repair. They're in West Newton. Uh, whenever I, I took a little break, I think it was 2013. Whenever I decided to come back, I'd been talking to him, and he's like, "Well, I want to put my name on a car." I was like, "Well, I just so happen to be. I'm going to start racing again," and he's been on my car ever ever since then uh subway and annie ann's uh trevor hill he also owns the mid-atlantic motors you know he helps me out tremendously uh buy stuff for the car and you know he'll buy me some tires every once in a while you know i that's where my second job is at because you know to run these things you need a bunch of money so you know i work a couple nights a week at uh a garage that he has and uh Speckland Emergency, that's uh, Richard and Joan Pollagrudos, that's uh, Will Trout's owner. Uh, you know, they help me out. I keep my car at their shop. You know, it, it's it's nice being able to work beside Gary and, you know, we can kind of share information and, you know, all that stuff. 
Well, one of your sponsors, uh, and I learned a little bit about that, Tanya Lynn Photography. Again, talking to Billy Rebar, who had sent me some photos of his boys, and I said, these photos are really nice. Where'd they come from? He said, Tanya took them. Um, I am amazed at the quality of the photographs that she does. How long has she been doing this? Uh, I want to say that she bought her first camera. I, I know Danica was maybe one. You know, she's 11 now, so she's probably been doing it for about 10 years. Well, she is really good, and I would recommend anybody in our listening audience that wants an outstanding photographer. How about a phone number for Tanya Lynn Photography? It is uh, 724-757-3799, or she's on uh, Facebook. Great. Now, we mentioned Rob Van Fleet and Gary Wiltrop, but you've got a couple other people that work with your team. Let's talk about them. Uh Aaron Van Fleet, Rob's kid, you know, he started running his late model this year and he was in that terrible accident on the backstretch. And, you know, after that, he kind of, he switched back to being my spotter and then he basically just started becoming my crew chief. And, you know, he he went to the uh, Port City Grip Seminar down there uh, to learn bump stops and all that stuff. So, I mean, he has a little bit better understanding of it than I do. You know, I just get off what I learned from him and Rob. And he basically took over the crew chiefing aspect of everything. You know, checking my tires, doing stuff to the car. And it, it came to the point where I was just like, he's like, what do you think about this? I'm like, do what you want. You know, it's been working so far. <laughs> right, right. How about Mark Stewart? Is he still with you? Uh, he comes up every once in a while. That's my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents, they uh, they took a break for a while, and I, I don't think they missed a race this year. I, I think they're uh, hooked back into it. Uh, the, the cons help us out. They've been with Gary forever, and, you know, just us working together, you know, they, they uh, help me out also. Uh, Brent Bickerstaff. You know, he's up there running the street stock, and, you know, he'll help uh, anytime he can also. You got some good people there. Now, you've won a modified championship at Motordrome and Jennerstown, and uh, 2016 Jennerstown Late Model Rookie of the Year, now the most improved driver. So I guess the next thing, the next box to check is uh, Late Model Champion. Yeah, that that's always the goal. I mean, you know, just at at this point, just go out and try to win races and see how it shakes out. I mean, I, I think I, being that I was right there in the the hunt this year, it, maybe it kind of messed with my head a little bit. You know, maybe I over adjusted sometimes. But you know, Barry's a he's one of the best out there. So I mean, I can't can't complain to finish second to him no barry Audie. i mean he's got that place figured out he was born and raised there his dad uh, you know the work ethic from the Audie family is incredible so to finish second to barry is an accomplishment but maybe next year he should finish second we'll see how that goes well, yeah. <laughs> Brian Ship, I want to thank you for being with us. 
wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and good luck for 2022. All right. Thank you. This portion of Rapid on Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For more information, check out Jennerstown.org. Area Auto Racing News is a great way to keep up to date on what is happening in motorsports. Some of their excellent riders include Ernie Saxton, Joanne Davies, Walt Weimer, and Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. Subscribe now to Area Auto Racing News at AARN.com. 50 issues at just $60 or digital only for $39 a year. For more information, call 609-888-3618 or go online to AARN.com. Stay informed with Area Auto Racing News. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455.
This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. And now back to more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tom Lang. Fans, whether it's Pittsburgh or America, if you want to know what's happening in drag racing, we got the guy. Tom Lang, good evening. How are you this evening? Good evening, Don. It's a pleasure to join you as always. You have a lot of good news. A central figure in the Pittsburgh area drag racing community was recently honored by his peers. Tell us a little bit about Greg Miller. Well, in addition to keeping the racers and fans up to date on all the latest news in the motorsports world, we here at Rapping on Racing strive to recognize members of the racing community that contribute so much to the success and betterment of our sport. Those that actually compete in the sport, uh, drivers, car owners, crew chiefs, etc., they tend to earn their recognition through their achievements that are there for everyone to see, namely success on the racetrack. While so many others tend to make their contributions behind the scenes where recognition is fleeting. One of these people is Keystone Raceway Park President and General Manager Greg Miller. Uh, Greg does not own Keystone. Uh, Michael Tedesco does. But Greg is the reason that the track still exists. Keystone has been in business for over 50 years. In the late 1990s, the track was in need of extensive repairs and was starting to go downhill despite the heroic efforts of Mike and Phyllis Gentile, who operated the track. Uh, Michael Tedesco bought the facility in 2002, invested a great deal of money in rehabilitating the facility. Uh, He and his brothers, Frank and Carmen, ran the track for a few years, but despite the many years of experience that Carmen and the brother's uncle, Bobby Tedesco, had in the sport, uh, Michael's talents as a successful businessman did not translate well to operating a racetrack. Uh, Several different management teams came and went, Uh, Greg Miller himself was hired as a manager for a couple of years. But the high workload and small returns didn't suit the Tedesco business model. It got to a point a few years ago that Michael was willing to let his multi-million dollar investment sit rather than expend the time and effort required to operate a racetrack. And as you know, Don, it's, it's quite a bit of effort and time. Uh, Greg Miller agreed to lease the facility from Tedesco and operate it as his own business to keep the track from closing. Uh, That decision was was one of the best things that ever happened to Pittsburgh area drag racing. Uh, Greg Miller has dedicated a lot of time and effort into making Keystone a success, and he has invested quite a bit of money into the facility through constant upgrades. Greg's dedication has also attracted many others in the sport to pitch in and support the track. Now, Keystone is not a huge national event caliber track, but it is nationally recognized as a tremendous drag racing facility that holds some top-notch events every year. Greg also recognizes the importance of remembering the history of the sport. Greg took the PID reunion that we started back in 1997 and he turned it into a two-day nostalgia event that rivals any of the nostalgia events anywhere in motorsports. Greg also created a Hall of Fame for drivers 
and others who have contributed to the rich history of Keystone. The Hall of Fame induction ceremonies are held in conjunction with Keystone's annual year-end awards banquet. At last week's banquet, two of the members of that Hall of Fame, Keith Bauman and Dave Dortenzo, themselves both legends at the track, honored Greg with a plaque recognizing his commitment, dedication, and contributions to both Keystone Raceway Park and to the sport of drag racing as a whole. Uh, Mike Gentilly himself was on hand to give Greg the plaque. Uh, A funny little story that goes along with this. Greg Miller was the paper boy who delivered to Mike and Phyllis Gentilly's house. (laughs) One day they asked him if he wanted a job running the timing system at Keystone. And that's how Greg Miller got involved in the sport of of drag racing. He was the paper boy to the track managers. Uh, Tremendous recognition for a great man and a great ambassador of our sport. Uh, Nobody deserves this recognition more than Greg Miller. And uh, I'd like to send along our congratulations and our thanks for everything he's contributed to this sport. I'm not as up to date on drag racing as you are. I couldn't carry your uh, lunch bag. Uh, But I think without Greg Miller, Keystone would be a housing plant. Oh, definitely. If not, it would have been raised by now because, like I said, Michael was willing to let his investment sit. And what does that tell you about how hard it is to operate a racetrack successfully? That a man who has been successful in every business he's ever been involved in was willing to walk away from it just because it's that difficult. And that tells you something about the dedication of Greg Miller, and actually to everybody that runs any kind of a racetrack anywhere. Uh, As I said, Don, you're well aware of the time and effort it takes to keep one of these going, and uh, that's something that Greg's known for. Well, congratulations to Greg. It's silly season in motorsports, and things are bubbling over in the NHRA. Tell us what you know about the changes in drivers and team alignments for next year. Wow, where to start? Uh, Some of this has been known for quite some time. It was announced early this year that multi-time top fuel and pro stock bike world champion Anton Brown would be leaving Don Schumacher Racing to start his own top fuel team with the blessing and support of Schumacher. It was also announced that Don's son, Tony, had secured sponsorship that would allow him to return full-time to the seat of a top fuel dragster for the team next year. Uh, Recently, we were informed informed that Leah Pruitt would be leaving Schumacher Racing to drive for her new husband, Tony Stewart, as part of a two-car team with current Schumacher teammate Matt Hagen driving a funny car for the team. Uh, I must admit I was somewhat surprised by that one. The financial realities of running a nitro car in NHRA are quite different from most other forms of racing, and I thought Stewart would be less inclined to get involved on an ownership level. Obviously, Tony's business acumen allowed him to put together a deal that made sense to him. Plus, Tony's not the kind of guy who can sit back and let somebody else run the show. He's used to being the man in charge and calling the shots, And this situation is no different. Then, just as 
Ron Caps was winning the NHRA Funny Car Championship for this season, he announced that he would be leaving Schumacher Racing for another operation in 2022, which he has not announced yet. Uh, add to this the fact that Schumacher has shed two other Nitro Funny Cars, driven by Tommy Johnson Jr. and Jack Beckman, heading into this season. He now has one car left in his stable, his son Tony. At one time, Schumacher had as many as 10 cars running out of his shop. Now he's down to one. Now, that doesn't mean that he's only going to have one car for next season. But of the stable of cars that he had just a couple of years ago, he's down to just one of them. When the new season dawns at Pomona in February, the landscape of the NHRA Nitro classes will look much different than it did at the beginning of the 2021 season. That's amazing. From 10 to 1. That's, uh, well, obviously expense is part of it, but with all these people wanting to leave, there must be more to it than that. Uh, I, a lot of those people were with Don for a long time, and all of them seem to be parting on good terms. So I think it's just a, a matter of these other people that have driven for him see these other opportunities, and a lot of people want to be able to call their own shot. So it seems like they're going in that direction. And uh, be honest, Don has been around for a long time. And uh, those of us involved in drag racing have long said that uh, there were basically three major car owners in the Nitro ranks in NHRA. Don Schumacher, John Force, and Connie Kalita. All of those guys are... Let's get. Let's just say a little long in the tooth. Yes. <laughs> and many of us were worried about where the future of the sport was going. Well, now it seems that some of the younger people have uh, charted their own course in the sport, and uh, they're taking over uh, and directing the future of this sport. And that's very encouraging. And, and you need new blood, you know. It's like in NASCAR with this new car. They have a lot of the uh, guys that uh, maybe couldn't or would, weren't able to compete are going to be able to do that. And there's going to be some new faces in Victory Lane, and that's a good thing. Yes, it is. It definitely is. And uh, what comes with new people is also new ideas. Right. And uh, it keeps the sport from getting stagnant. And, uh, you know, charts a new direction for it. Well, Tom, great report. Uh, have we covered uh, everything? Do you, anything you need to add? Well, I would like to add, uh, although it's now early December, as quickly as the holiday season usually slips by us, and no time at all Christmas and New Year's will be over. The tree, all the decorations will be stored away for another year, and car show season will soon be upon us. Next thing you know, we'll be watching the Daytona 500 on TV, and we will all be ready to go racing for yet another season. So I'd like to wish you and all of our listeners Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and looking forward to the 2022 racing season. Excellent. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. 
And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Up next is Tyler Harris, the announcer from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Tyler, how are you? I'm doing well, Don. How are you this evening? Doing well, doing well. Um, Let's talk a little bit about some of the things that are anticipated and coming up for Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Yeah, yeah, a lot of exciting things on the uh, schedule for the 2022 season. Schedule hasn't been officially released yet, but that I'm sure that'll be happening here uh, probably in the next few weeks, if not next couple of months here. Just a couple of things to button down that hasn't been made official yet, but a lot of the stuff that was uh, taking place last season has been rescheduled for next season. Um, and then also, too, I guess uh, something to mention right off the bat, too, if you are a driver at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and you've been waiting to hear about any rules changes or anything like that, we can assure you now that no rule changes will be taking place for next season. So whatever rule book you have for 2021, you can go ahead and repeat all your setups and everything for 2022. So no rule changes for the 2022 season for any of the competitors at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Well, that's good news because over the winter, if there are changes, that means you have to update your equipment, et cetera, et cetera. And knowing that you're good to go from the same thing you had last season, that's got to be comforting to the uh, competitors yeah and not uh, not to mention the supply chain issues the price increases for tires and uh, just parts in general so just less to kind of worry about through the off season i i think that somewhere down the road there may be issues with the tires i uh talked to lynn geisler and he said that they're they're anti- anticipating uh tires prices going up to two hundred dollars a tire yeah, that's scary to think about. Um, obviously, just even getting a hold of things is, is challenging. Hopefully, the off season might allow for some more time for some, some for some supply to come in. But only time will tell, Don. Hopefully, our uh, competitors or our people who drive in our in our not just the Pittsburgh, but just in our entire region alone can can hopefully get some help uh, financially, maybe from some new marketing partners or from some existing marketing partners to help you know facilitate their racing deals and. I guess only time will tell. Luckily, we've got a few months between now and then. There's no such thing as an off-season in racing, but uh, at least for right now, we're not using up any equipment. So um, taking a look, too, as far as some of the things that we have coming up, Dawn, um, well, let's go ahead and start with all five divisions. We'll also be returning for the 2022 season. The Warwick Automotive Rushter Late Models will be back as our premier division at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The Penn Ohio Pro Stocks will be returning. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks will be there as well. The Crawford Auto Repair Open Four Cylinders and the Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns, which arguably one of the more exciting divisions at the track last year. Just watching some of these young kids, um, and I, I, I say that with the utmost respect calling them kids, um, just watching them develop throughout the season is just really impressive. And it's always, get to, it's always great to get to see these kids kind of get out there and get their hands dirty and, um, you know, have fun and get to enjoy themselves, not just sitting in the stands watching, but getting to go out on the track and race. So um, a lot of excitement in that division last year, arguably the best uh, division in racing at Pittsburgh. The hobby stocks always put on a really good show each week. And the rush to late models um, have a jam-packed season at the track coming up too. 
I'm a firm believer in the success of the support divisions, and I've often said the only difference between them and the super late models is the thickness of their wallet, their passion, their hard work, their dedication, and their driving. It's the same. Yeah, yeah, you got that right. And I, we kind of see it a few times throughout the season, especially the big marquee events like the Joke George Steel City Classic, the Bill Hendred Memorial, where super late model drivers jump into a rush late model and race and compete, uh, Michael Norris being one of them. Um, Eddie Carrier Jr. last year jumping into a uh, car at Pittsburgh and, and giving it a go. And the guys who compete with Rush on the touring level and on the weekly level all hang with them or beat them. So um, the competition is there, um, and it's kind of an even playing field, if you will, Don. And it's exciting to watch every week. Um, it, we're very lucky at, Pitt, at Pittsburgh to, to get to watch them weekly. And when the touring series comes through, it just adds a little bit of extra pizzazz. As your first off season, as the new voice of the Speedway, are you learning some things and thinking, wow, you know, there's more to this than I thought? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's an understatement. Uh, you, you just, until you really get involved and get behind the scenes and see what all goes into not only a weekly racing program, but even the off-season to develop into the 2022 season, um, it's just it's amazing to see how much goes really goes into this. And uh, I, give a, I give promoters and and, and owners all the credit in the world for trying to put everything together because not only are you trying to make yourselves happy by putting out the best product possible, you're trying to make your fans happy as well. And that's obviously the most important thing is keeping your fans happy and keeping the people who pay their hard-earned money to come through the gates each and every single week, keeping them happy and giving them the best bang for their buck, if you will, their best entertainment for their dollar. And um, that's something that we're really trying to you know focus on at Pittsburgh and uh, really trying to add as much value as we possibly can to these shows. So that way, whenever you do come and attend our events, you know, that you're getting the best value that we can possibly provide. So definitely looking forward to helping, you know, I guess, add to that value in, in some sort of instance and really trying to make a, the experience that the fans have when they come through our gates as good as possible. Something else we should mention, in addition to the regular divisions, there are other... Uh classes of cars that come in periodically the 410 sprints is a good example and that adds a little something extra for the fans that uh, enjoy the regular divisions but it's nice to see a visiting series come in yeah yeah currently right now like i said no 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 dates locked down for these yet because we do have to work with other tracks to make sure that we're not stepping on any toes and that we're working as best as we can with the other tracks in the region, especially when it comes to Saturday sprint car racing. But currently four 410 sprint car shows are on the schedule, and those, of course, are sponsored by Falcone Automotive. So uh, we're very thankful for their sponsorship to come on board and to, to help provide these 410 sprint car shows for the fans so currently four planned. Um, the dates of those aren't finalized yet, but we'll get that run the wraps here pretty soon, and we'll be able to release that to the public. But when you talk about other divisions, Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds will be back next season at some point. I know we're still trying to lock down a Boss Wingless Sprint Car Show. Uh, Aaron Fry and brings his brings his um, employees out and and put on a really nice show in the field of cars that come over from Ohio, Indiana, come on over, and they put on a really great show. Last year's show for the Boss Outlaw Wings, Wingless Spring Cars was absolutely phenomenal, Don. I mean, 
it was one to remember to watch uh, to watch some of these guys go out and and, and really put up put it on their all because it's not just the high speed of a 410 or bigger engine, but going wingless just adds a completely different um, dimension to sprint car racing. So to get to see those guys at at a big half mile racetrack is really entertaining. So looking forward to hopefully getting the boss people back. Um, also, four rush sprint cars. Uh, races on the schedule for right now, and eight Rush Sportsman Modified races are scheduled. And these are all, again, tentative. You know, hopefully we can get as many races as we can in. And also, too, the Rush Wingless Sprint Cars and the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Uh, if we can add a couple of shows here and there, depending on what their schedules are at other tracks, uh, we're more than happy to do so. And this isn't finalized yet. Um, Matt and from Matt Miley from Miley Motorsports wanted to kind of throw this little bit of a teaser out there. It's not finalized yet, but we're hoping to add a super late model schedule other than the Pittsburgher 100 to the schedule. So possibly we might get another super late model race at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway for the 2022 season. Nothing is official, of course, but we want to try to make something happen and try to get something out there uh, in addition to the Pittsburgh 100 weekend. Sounds like a pretty jam-packed schedule. Looking forward to all these events that you're talking about. We're coming up on a commercial break. Any closing thoughts? Well, Don, I could keep going. <laughs> I mean, we haven't even scratched the surface as for some of what's coming. You know, uh, the Lucas Oil Late Model Series returns on October 1st for the 34th annual Pittsburgher 100. Uh, plus, it'll be two nights of the Bill Hendren Memorial for the Ruster Late Models, too. Uh, the prelude to the Pittsburgher will take place on September 30th, which is the Friday night. And that'll be night number one of the Bill Hendren Memorial. So we got that to look forward to. The Ambaboo Memorial is currently slated to go off for June 4th, which is arguably the one of, if not the biggest, Penn Ohio Pro Stock Touring Series race in our region. So always excited to see the Ambaboo Memorial race. Vince just does such a great job getting that race together and putting it on for our local Penn Ohio Pro Stock drivers. The Herb Scott Memorial is slated for July 3rd. The George Steel City Classic is slated for August 6th. Uh, Cletus Motorsports does a really great job putting that event on. The Wee Willie White Memorial is slated for August 13th. The Red Miley Rumble, September 3rd. So a couple of big events coming up um, that we all come to know and love at the Pittsburgh Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And as I mentioned, the Bill Hendren Memorial, September 30th and October 1st. So um, a lot of our key events that we really look forward to are coming up on the schedule and uh, we're just really excited for that 2022 season. We hope to have the schedule out, um, if not out in the month of December, hopefully early January. Um, also, I guess it's important to note, Don, that our starting date, as of right now, tentatively, is going to be on April 9th, which is about a month earlier than it was last season, starting in the early parts of May. So this is, of course, tentative to what the spring weather will be. If we have a milder February, March, we should be able to get on the track in time to get the cars uh, out on the speedway for the April 9th opener. So that is an unofficial opening night, but it is our tentative opening night of April 9th. Also, we are looking to possibly have a test and tune one week prior to that. So a possible test and tune on April 2nd, but a tentative start date of April 9th is currently on the schedule. So we're just really excited to, to get the season going already, Don. Like we said, there's no real off-season in racing, but um, really just 
ready to get the ball rolling with this and, and really make a full season of it. Exciting news and a great report. We thank you, and we'll talk to you next month. Absolutely, Don. Look forward to it. Thank you so much. This portion of Rapping on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For information about upcoming events at Jennerstown Speedway, check out Jennerstown.org. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 352 2020. That's 724 352 2020. Thanks for tuning in to Rapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At the Track. Check it out. Welcome back to PRN's At the Track. Joining us now on the ProFabrication.com hotline is the World of Outlaws Morton Building's Late Model Crew Chief of the Year. Welcome to the show, Heather Lynn. A, uh, a really awesome uh, accomplishment. You and your driver, Dennis Herb Jr., uh, out there really pushing the limits and getting victories and such. But I'm really, as much as I'm sure the, the rush of going up on stage and getting the award is one thing, but those drives to the next track, the next place you go back, and you got that award maybe sitting in the seat next year or in the back seat somewhere close, what were those thoughts coming out while you had some calm uh, to, that you were actually the uh, late model crew chief of the year? Uh, how did you process it? Honestly, it was uh, quite a surprise. I didn't even uh, know anything about it. Didn't know how it got voted. I don't didn't know anything. It was it was a a pretty cool deal um, to actually have the sprint car drivers and the sprint car teams stand up when I was getting my award was was kind of crazy. So I'm like, well, these sprint car guys don't even know who I am, <laughs> and uh, so it, it was pretty cool um, that feeling. And then it was it's still kind of sinking in because I'm. My phone was blowing up and Facebook is blowing up. So I'm like, what is going on? And <laughs> it was just pretty kind of crazy. I mean, it is a really cool trophy. I've never seen anything like it. it uh, Integra did a, to the Kaiser Manufacturing did a great job uh, putting that together. Um, it, it is pretty neat. Just trying to figure out where I want to, where I want to hang that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I bet that's going to be, uh, you know, part of the, uh, you know, the decorating uh, drama that you have to go through when you're so good, you win the uh, crew chief of the year <laughs> award. Heather Lynn on the profabrication.com hotline, the world of outlaws, Morton buildings, late model crew chief of the year that brought to you as uh, she said by Integra and Integra shocks. So, uh, you know, I, I remember hearing the story about how you and Dennis got together. You you were, you know, strong-willed enough to walk into his shop uh, in 2001 and get the uh, the work. But uh, a lot of us, you know, I want to know even more. Mac, how did you how did you start, uh, you know, picking up wrenches and, uh, you know, saying, hey, this is the part of this sport that I like? 
Well, I was always been a tomboy. Um, my dad is a carpenter, so growing up, I would help him um, work in the garage. When I was a little kid, I'd sort nuts, bolts, screws, washers, and then as I got older, I used to help him on job sites. Um, then my mom and dad bought a lake house up in a, a town called Shano, Wisconsin, and I got tired of playing on the water. It was like, okay, I'm <laughs> over this. I, I need to go do something different. I'm 17 years old. I asked to borrow the family car and uh, rolled into uh, Shano Speedway and fell in love with it. took me about mm, a year to convince my dad, come on, let's go. It'll be fun if you hate it. We'll leave. I'll buy you dinner. <laughs> It'll be, you know, cheap. We're going to A&W Root Beer. Oh, yeah. Right there by the racetrack. Um, and if you hate it, we'll leave. Well, he ended up falling in love with it. He sponsored a car. And then the following year, he bought a car, and I just started working on his car. And then uh, about 2000, that car, mom said, you're done. I don't <laughs> don't want to do this anymore. I want my weekends back. You're kind of a crank on the weekends when we don't get to race because it rains out. And <laughs> You're pouting like a like a race car driver will do at times. She wanted and, her uh, husband back. Yeah, Not- and and I wasn't done, so it kind of just fell in from there, and it's been 20 years with Dennis going up and down the road looking through that windshield. <laughs> Heather Lynn, the World of Outlaws, Morton Building's late model crew chief of the year on the ProFabrication.com hotline. Speaking of ProFabrication, headers exhaust all the parts and pieces that go with it just a click of a mouse away at ProFabrication.com. So you speak about going up and down the road. I, I understand, you know, the crew chiefs, you got to have schedules, you got to have parts, you, know, you need to have repairs, you need to work on the darn thing between the heats the features the this main the that main and all what what is the favorite part that that you have uh you know doing the crew chief job oh yeah wow that's <laughs> yeah. a tough question Find, finding right. a place to you know get the rig washed the clothes washed where you get you know uh yeah. the directions to tracks you've never been to what 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 is it that's uh, still you know really kind of fun i actually enjoy going to new places and 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 just meeting some of the people and, and getting their reaction when they hear that, oh, there's a, there's a chick that works on the car. <laughs> um, I mean, I am kind of don't fit the mold, um, but when I go to the racetrack, I just want to be considered one of the guys. So I think that is is the, the thing that I really enjoy and, and getting those people's reactions and they're like, that's really cool. I mean, now, now Dennis is one of my favorite drivers because of, you know, She's got, they've got a girl on the car, you know, and, oh. or my daughter wants to meet you. And so we've gotten a, a bit different fan base because of it. Um, I like racy racetrack. So if we can roll into a place and it's going to be slick and you can side by side racing, I really enjoy that. Um, I just like watching my, my car go fast. <laughs> Heather Lynn, the world of outlaws, late model crew chief of the year on the profabrication.com hotline. You do more than watch. Cause I remember being next to you at, uh, Livonia, Georgia, and you were doing the signals and things like that. Uh, is that as much therapy for you? So you're not just sitting there watching your car. You're actually helping him. Uh, you know, what's it like to do the signals for a driver? Well, sometimes it's really nerve wracking because they're looking at you like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to go high? Am I supposed to go? I'm like, dude, I'm not driving the car. It's up to you. I don't know what you're feeling in your rear end. I can only tell you what's going on on the racetrack and what I can see. Um, but it's ultimately up to him. Um, but the times that I haven't given the hand signals, if I've sat there with my arms crossed, he's actually rolled in and said, what are your arms broken? I'm like, no, I just didn't think you were paying attention to me. So after that, it's like every lap, regardless of what's going on, I give him his hand signals. Um, so much so that 
it was about 2017, I was given a hand signals and a rock the size of a softball come off the racetrack and it snapped my arm in half. Oh my gosh. Not what so, you want to do. That's, no. Mm-mm. I got back up, finished giving hand signals, um, ended up having surgery. I have a plate and seven screws in my arm because of it. Wow. Earning <laughs> so. her way every step of the way. The World of Outlaws, Morton Building's late model crew chief of the year, Heather Lynn on the profabrication.com hotline. One quick word of advice for anybody listening, uh, the, the young kids that come up to you. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do something. Perfect. If you put 100% of your heart into it and you, you work hard at it, you can accomplish your dreams. Well, thank you for being a part of our show today. Heather Lynn, the World of Outlaws Late Model Crew Chief of the Year on the ProFab Hotline. Fans, stay with us. We'll be right back. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Racers for Tots is a nonprofit organization composed of a group of racing enthusiasts who have come together to raise money through various fundraisers and raffles to purchase toys for children in need during the Christmas season. Founded in 1999, Racers for Tots has raised over $2 million to purchase toys and bicycles for children in need across western Pennsylvania. Racers for Tots donates to Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, the Children's Institute of Pittsburgh, the Salvation Army, Father Ryan's Outreach Center, Children of Murder Victims, Catholic Charities, Bikes for Children with Autism, and any local organization that benefits families with children in need. This year, the organization will celebrate 21 years, and there are many local and regional raffles and fundraisers planned. And if you see the Racers for Tots car at your local Speedway, be sure to purchase a $10 ticket for a chance to win the Racers for Tots grand prize, a brand new rocket race car. This car is valued at about $50,000. For additional information, call 412-952-4723 or go to info at racersfortots.org. All right, fans, joining us now is Lonnie Lamb, the president of Racers for Tots. Lonnie, good evening. How are you? Good, Don. How are you? I am so proud. I'm good. I'm so proud of you and your team, what happened during the World Finals. want to wind the clock back a little bit. Uh, Jimmy Steigerwald started this deal in 1999. He probably had about 20 of us at Lambrose Tavern. They maybe raised $1,000. But now... We're, we're at over $2 million, and it's, it's a lot of hard work, and your team has been incredible. I was talking to one of your guys, and they said they had the car in seven states. That's correct, Don, and you're absolutely right. With, without this wonderful 
team. We like to call it the, the Racers for Tots family. None of this would be possible. Um, obviously, you're well aware of what Jimmy Staggerwald started way back in 1999 and the incredible work that he has done over the years. And basically, all we're trying to do here is continue that, that he started, keep it going in the right direction, and uh, trying to make him proud while obviously helping children all over at the Christmas season. When did you first uh, get involved with Racers for Tuts? Uh, it's been about eight years or so ago now, Dawn. Um, so obviously, just like anybody, kind of kind of got in a little bit here and there. And then once I seen what wonderful things Racers for Tots was doing, again, at the direction of Jimmy Staggerwald, I was hooked and have been intimately involved ever since. I understand we're going to talk. You gave the car away at the World Finals, and Lenny Batiki interviewed you on the front straightaway. He's he's such a big uh, fan of, of racing and rapping on racing, and he did an excellent job. Had some little kid there to pull a winning ticket out. Uh, the winner of the car bought the ticket at the track. Is that right? That is correct, and, and you're right. Lenny did a great job. He's a big supporter of Racers for Tots. We appreciate everything that he's done for us over the years and is willing to continue to do for us. And you're right, we, uh, we chose that, that kid randomly out of the stands there, and he came down and pulled the winning ticket, and it just so happened it was a gentleman, uh, his name is John Rowan. He's from North Carolina. He came in for the finals on Friday, and he purchased a couple of tickets Friday there on Vendor Row. And interestingly enough, his, his ticket was the one that was pulled Saturday late afternoon, early evening there, right after the sprint car feature. That's good advertising, the fact that the winner was actually there to pick it up. I know over the years, many times, uh, the winner wasn't there, and you had to find him, but uh, you always manage to hook up with the winner, and they're generally pretty happy about this. Now, the value of the car, what was the value of the car? <clears throat> it's right, right at about $45,000. Uh, for the for the 2021 Rocket XR1, and you're absolutely right to to be a part of that and to be there when you know we heard him screaming and hollering and chanting up in the stands from down on the uh, front stretch there <laughs> where we drew the winning ticket. That was that was really nice to be a part of and see. You're right over the over the past few years, the uh, the winner was not present, so. It was nice for that to be the fact, and obviously he came right down, and we got to experience that initial excitement from him. So that was wonderful to, to take in and be a part of. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Lonnie Lamb, the president of the Racers for Tots. I understand this was the best year ever. Well, I can say, I can factually speak for since when I've been involved. Um, this year has been wonderful, no doubt about it. I think that's largely in part to, to the Tim Hit Memorial um, that Jimmy Staggerwald came up with in collaboration with Steve Baker of Rocket. Um, so any of the listeners that, that weren't aware, this year's car was a memorial wrap uh, based off of Tim Hit's original house car for Rocket. And that really helped our sales. We, you would be surprised at the number of people that came up with us 
um, over over the different tracks. Like you said, we took it to seven different states this year, and the amount of people that come up and said, hey, that looks like Timmy Hitt's car. What's going on here? They may not have really necessarily been familiar with Racers for Tots prior to that interaction, and I think that you know we've built some long-standing relationships, hopefully, from that. Now, for the benefit of the fans are saying, well, what does Racers for Tots do with all this money? Well, the toys and everything. Uh, well, actually, let's go to December 4th. There's going to be a uh, Christmas party. And every year for someone to come to the party, they have to bring a toy or buy a bike uh, or make some other contribution for the organization. Now, when you get all these toys, then what happens? So the toys get dispersed after the party. You're, you're exactly right. Well, the December 4th will be our an, annual party. And um, like you said, anybody coming either brings a new unwrapped toy or makes a cash donation at the door. And we collect all those toys. And then after the party, between the party and Christmas Day, those toys get dispersed throughout many different organizations, largely the Children's Hospital um, a, a big majority of our toys goes to them, um, but there are quite a few other charities that, that benefit from the toys that we collect over the years, and or, or you know, with the proceeds from the car. Um, different organizations such as the Salvation Army, uh, Father Ryan's Charities out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Another big group that we help is the Children of Murder Victims, again based out of Pittsburgh. Um, a lot of the hospitals in the surrounding states, Ohio, West Virginia, um, Children's Hospital in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, there's, there's quite a few other local charities and different things. Um, we've recently been involved with the um, Speedway Charities, which is based out of Charlotte as well. Um, we've been doing some things with them. You mentioned Charlotte, and we would be remiss if we didn't thank Matt Long. He's an employee of Charlotte Motor Speedway and literally opens the place up for you fellows to have your uh, two uh, tents for sales for tickets, had you right up front. Uh, Matt is a second-generation driver. His father, Ty Long, was a track champion at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. So Matt has roots in Pittsburgh, but he's awful good to racers for tots when they get to the track. That's absolutely correct. Again, that's another name, Matt Long. None of this would be possible without Matt's involvement. Um, you're absolutely right. He goes above and beyond for us, has for years now, and is continuing to do that. Um, I know I start to reach out to him at the beginning of the year just to make sure that everything's in order for the following year, and it's always without hesitation. Absolutely, Racers for Tots is good to go, and don't worry about a thing until you get here. So he really does. Um, he, he, he does an awful lot, and again, without him, the whole actual giveaway down there in charlotte i don't think would be possible i think he's you know he's had a very important role in that over the years and is more than willing to continue to keep that going for us he's an amazing man 
I thank you. I'm proud of you being the president of the organization. And what you and your team have done is remarkable. I, I watched the guys when they were selling tickets. They would kid around with people, you know, well, you, this is the winning ticket. Why don't you take this one? And then they were giving out 57 Chevy model cars to people that bought large quantities of tickets, which was a nice touch. Absolutely, yeah. We try to, we try to give back when we can. Um, you know, again, this organization is all about children. So anybody that comes up that, you know, buys a ticket and has a young child with them, we try to give them something. And, you know, it kind of keeps keeps their interest in our organization and goes along with the, the whole mission of our, our of our group here and what we're trying to do and accomplish. So if somebody wants to get involved, a website or a phone number or whatever you uh, recommend. Absolutely. So we definitely have a website. It is racersfortots.org, and that's all spelled out, R-A-C-E-R-S-F-O-R-T-O-T-S.org. A A lot of times people get confused and they think it's the number four, but it is not. Um, We also have a Facebook page for Racers for Tots. Uh, It's monitored continually. Uh, Jason does a great job with that. Um, You can actually buy tickets for the for the chassis raffles and different things that we have going on throughout the year there. Or, by all means, anybody can reach out to any one of the board members. All of our information is up on the uh, website there, so it doesn't have to be me. Anybody can reach out to anybody on the board. And, uh, yeah, we will always be interested in additional volunteers and anybody that wants to come on board, we would welcome that with open arms. Well, Lonnie Lim, I appreciate you being with us tonight. And after the Christmas party, we'll give people another update on all the wonderful things that are happening. Happening. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts? Is there anything we missed? I don't think there's anything we missed on. I would just like to say thank you to you as well. You know, uh, it's been a, a long-time relationship here with you and the show and Jimmy Staggerwald and, and Racers for Talks, and we certainly appreciate that. Um, I, I'm assuming that the listeners have heard the commercial that you had yes. designed for us, which we are extremely thankful and appreciative for. Um, you know, that does wonders for getting our name and information out there and what the organization is all about. So, you know, like I said, ultimately here for the, for the next foreseeable future, we're trying to keep this organization running as well as Jimmy Staggerwald had it running. And, uh, you know, just so everybody's aware, he's still involved with us. He's just kind of stepping back and letting some other people come up and kind of take the reins to help him out. Um, He's got a lot going on with the upcoming move and things. So we're just trying to keep everything going in the proper direction. I thank you again. You have a nice evening. Thank you, Don. You too. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, 
located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Not at Charlotte for the dirt track for the World Short Track Championships, and I ran into one of the most successful drivers from Western Pennsylvania, Kyle Lucon. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, decided this weekend to come down with Bob Schwartzmiller and his guys, uh, lend a hand. Uh, next year, he's thinking about moving aside and letting his son Kale run the cars. So he wants me to work with him a little bit, like mentor him, teach him a little bit about the cars themselves. So figured I'd come down, see what everything was all about, and try and have some fun. He couldn't couldn't have picked a better guy to help Kale do that. Let's talk about your season, 2021. Ups and downs. A lot of success, a couple things uh, you were talking about, uh, maybe uh, toward the end of the season you were going to the wrong racetrack based on the surface. Uh, yeah, uh, our season started out down at East Bay uh, for speed, Crate Speed Weeks. Uh, we run second to Mark Whitener the first two nights and uh, run fifth or sixth the third night. I think we got paid for fifth. I don't know if somebody got disqualified or whatever. But uh, really thought that was going to be a promising start to the year and then we just come home and Seemed like it was one struggle after another. Uh, we did pick up a couple wins at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Got back to our roots and a little bit of a confidence booster to go there and run well and then go to some other races again. Uh, then about halfway through the year, I did manage to land a couple late model rides. Uh, majority of that time was with Eric Hamilton and his family-owned team. And uh, like you said, we just... We picked the wrong nights to go to the wrong tracks. We went to Lernerville, and it was hammered down, close to track record times. And, uh, I mean, they have an open motor, but it's not not these wide bores and these huge hammers everyone else is running nowadays. So uh, then we decided one night to go to Dog Hollow, figuring maybe it wouldn't be hammered down. Well, it was super fast that night, and Lernerville was one of the slowest nights I had all year. Uh, we did manage to go down to Elkins in uh, West Virginia, run second to Jake Hawkins, and... Any night you can run second to Jake or someone of that caliber, kind of like a Max Blair that now he's going to be on a national level all the time. But these guys are some of the best regional guys year in, year out, and they definitely show with the big guys anytime they're in town. So, uh, like you said, it was up and down. We had a bunch of bumps in the roads, driver run out of talent some nights, part failures, uh, just a little bit of everything. So hopefully next year we can get back to – more winning ways and running up front more consistently. Now, you are going to be involved in a project with Schwartzmiller. Let's talk about that. Uh, yeah, Bob Bob approached me at the end of last year and wanted to know about working on his car and helping him out with some things, helping him learn. And uh, just he had gotten other racer feedback and said that he heard some good things and wanted to know if I could help him out with his program. And like I said, Kale's planning on moving up to the crates next year and he wanted someone just to keep an eye on him and be able to work with him, teach him some things about the car, uh, just 
from weekly maintenance to what we're doing with adjustments uh, and keep an eye on his driving. I went out and watched him up at Slippery Rock. I don't know how much I'm going to have to teach him with driving because the kid can definitely wheel a car. So I'm really looking forward to see what happens next year. The funniest uh, interview I ever had was with your dad at Pittsburgh when he was running three cars, you and your sister and a late model. And I said, what do you think? He said, I think I'm nuts. I'm more impressed, honestly, that you got an interview out of him. He uh, doesn't like to talk too much. But, yeah, those were those were some stressful years, uh, not even just whenever other people were running a late model because at least you had some of their help. But the years I run the Super and the Crate were semi-late at the time, and my sister was running too, and we just run around like chickens with our heads cut off half the night. And there were some nights we had a lot of people, they just they didn't like my dad or myself because... They just thought we were standoffish, didn't want to talk to anybody, and and it's just not the case. We just, during the night, we were there for business. We were there to try to win races, and anybody would stop down after the races. We'd talk until the Miley's would kick us out of the pits. But just from the time we got to the racetrack until we were done with our features, it was it was more about business, and more so with my dad trying to run his business as well, selling parts and everything. So, I mean, it's... It's not that we don't like talking to people. It's just we get in that focus zone, and you're worried about the job at hand wasn't so much making friends as racing. Like I said, as soon as the checkers fly and get stuff put away, I mean, we'll talk until anybody else wants to show up. Everything, I mean, it's just, it's it's two totally different mindsets between the beginning of the night and the end of the night. The reason he talked to me is because I've been friends with him from before you were born. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but he's a lot of other people can tell you how tricky he is. And uh, Alex Free run my car a couple years ago, and he was telling me, he's like, I just don't know how to take your dad. I was like, Alex, that's fine. I've lived with him my whole life. I still don't know how to take him most nights. So uh, he's a good guy. He's just a little backwards. Uh, you know, those old farmers, they, they grow up, and they're just a different breed. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us, and whatever you do next year, good luck. Thank you very much. Uh, it was great getting a chance to talk to you, seeing you down here, and hopefully these races go pretty well in the next couple of days. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to congratulate all of our 2021 division champions. In the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, Daryl Charlier. In the Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Nick Kachuba. In the Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks, Frank McGill. In the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders, Bill Tennant. And in the Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns, Logan Catellis. PPMS would also like to thank all of our drivers, crews, super snuffers, staff, and especially our loyal fans for a great 20. 2021. Special thanks to our 2021 marketing partners, Rorick Automotive Group, Admar, Priority Equipment Rental, Crawford Auto Repair, Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control, Calusi Chevrolet, Precise Racing Products, RockAuto.com, Zarin Truck and Automotive, Jones Motorsports, Snap-on Tools, Yingling, J.R. Hall Excavating, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Octane Customs, Mastro Ice, and RacingJunk.com. Be sure to watch our social media streams during the off-season. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. On Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. And as always, at PPMS.com. going to take a minute and talk to Kale Schwartzmiller. Kale, I understand you've had a lot of success in the go-karts. You've been trying some other things. But it sounds like Dad has big plans for next year. Oh, yeah. Hopefully next year we'll be in the, in the crate late model, uh, the family-owned one. 
you know, we've ran carts and uh, a couple other things like the junior sprint the past two years, and uh, hopefully that's the plan for next year is the, the late model. Well, you're going to have a good guy. In, in addition to Dad, you're going to have Kyle Lucon working with you. Uh, that's a pretty nice resume for people to be helping you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Kyle's one of the best in the area. Uh, he can go anywhere and be competitive on a, a nightly basis. So to really uh, be able to have him help me and to learn from him is really going to be a, a great thing for me. Uh, I mean, just even this weekend, he's taught me a lot. Uh, we were changing shocks and stuff yesterday, and he, he taught me everything he knows about that. So I'm really looking forward to next year and uh, for as long as I have him around that I can really learn and uh, get some information from him. You brought up a good point. The shock technology is such a big part of late model racing. Oh, yeah. Uh, right now, I don't know too much about them, but, um, yeah, Kyle, Kyle's good with that stuff, and I feel like it's it's crazy even since we started just as a family late model racing whenever we had uh, an orange front end, even now the XR1 with how much different these things are. There's so much technology and movement that happens in the rear ends and stuff that it's going to be a, a new learning curve for me to take on next year. Well, the guy that won the Pittsburgh, he changed the shock, and that made the difference. Oh, yeah. I feel like uh, that that's the name of the game anymore is uh, shocks and springs, stuff like that. So it's going, to, it's going to be an interesting curve next year. Let's talk about this year, a little bit about your season, uh, favorite race, how many wins, uh, what's the situation? Uh, well, we, we started out the year in the uh, Jerry Schaefer and Junior Sprint, uh, and we struggled, uh, hurt a couple engines and stuff, and that just didn't quite work out. I, I do still have to thank Jerry for the opportunity. It was a lot of fun doing it. But then we uh, we came back to our roots in the carts, and we uh, we struggled when we got back into it, just didn't have as much seat time as we would have liked to. And then uh, as the year went on, we started to get a little bit more speed and uh, raced a little bit more, and then we uh, ended off the last three weeks three weekends of the year, uh, three wins to cap off the season. So it was a good uh, end of the season with, with some confidence to go into next year. Now, I've seen your race at Slippery Rock. Unfortunately, I haven't been over to Schaefer's yet. Did you have a favorite track? Um. Well, this year, uh, Mike McFeeders, the owner of Slippery Rock, he, uh, he made some changes to the track about halfway through the year, and he uh, added some banking, which really made Slippery Rock a really fun track this year. Um, it, it changed a lot uh, once he made that change with the banking. It was a lot more wide open. Uh, you were on the throttle a lot more. And uh, it made it a really fun. Uh, me and Case and Fry had some really good battles there all year. So uh, I'd have to say Slippery Rock is my favorite track this year. Well, I want to congratulate you on your success, and thank you for taking the time to talk. Uh, thanks for uh, letting me do this interview with you. to talk to another up-and-coming driver here, Logan Lockhart. Logan, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. You know, just decided to take some time out of school, come down here on vacation here at Charlotte, watch some World of Outlaws, watch Super Late Mall Series, come down here in the pits, uh, help out Bob Schwartzmiller and all of them, and just take some time off school. I go way back. I'm so old, I can remember when your dad was racing. He was so involved as a driver and a car owner. Now he's devoted all his time to you. Plus, in a minute, we'll talk about the track he's building. Uh, you're also doing monster trucks. A little bit about your activities last summer. Uh, last summer, we did a bunch of stuff. Monster trucks, junior sprints, go-karts. Um, 
Last year in junior sprints, didn't have a very good year. Um, only won two wins at the most for junior sprints. Um, did a little bit of monster trucks, had to get a little used to that. Uh, didn't do that very long, didn't really get the drive this year for the monster trucks. And, you know, it's just been uh, quite the year. Well, with Dad having his own racetrack, that's going to be a nice deal for you. You'll be able to practice every day. Yeah, you know, I put so much work in that track and stuff. It's been a blast. Um, I'm hope he's hoping to have that thing opened up next spring this year, next year in 2022, and hopefully I'll get to drive some stuff on it and stuff, have some good races there, and enjoy. How old are you? I'm nine years old, about to turn ten next year in January. So you got quite the future in front of you. Yes, um, next year I'm looking in and racing down with the Rush Series in a 315 or 350 Rush car wingless uh, next year down around the world. So. Well, I want to thank you and wish you good luck. Thank you. Um, it's just been great and great that you pulled me aside. Now we're going to talk to your buddy, and you have to help me out because I never met you. Your name again? Adam Presley. Adam Presley. All right, it's like the three musketeers here, three go-kart drivers, and Adam Pressner is one of the group. Adam, a little bit about your situation and your summer or your season. Uh, I've been running the junior sprints. Uh, just, uh, just got. I finished fourth in the in the points, and then we had a weekly series points, and I finished third. And then we we're trying to get another suit because mine's not fitting in. We're, we're hoping that we can do a better next year. Where are some of the places you raced? I raced at Mercer, Tri-City, Blanket Hill, Tanning. I raced at Hummingbird, and I think that's it, yeah. I think I saw you racing at Hummingbird. That's a nice place. People up there are real nice, and uh, the races with your division went real well. No flips until the end of the season. We had a one. We weren't there. It was on tape. There was a massive flip at Goods Raceway, and um, at Hummingbird, it's it's a nice facility. I, I like it at Hummingbird. We just don't really get very good. We have never won there yet. So, looking forward to win there next year. Well, you're young. You got a bright future, and I want to thank you for being with us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for being for I can do this interview. Good. Okay. Area Auto Racing News is a great way to keep up to date on what is happening in motorsports. Some of their excellent writers include Ernie Saxton, Joanne Davies, Walt Weimer, and Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. Subscribe now to Area Auto Racing News at AARN.com. 50 issues at just $60 or digital only for $39 a year. For more information, call 609-888-3618 or go online to AARN.com. Stay informed with Area Auto Racing News. Ernie Saxton retires after 45 years from Grandview Speedway Post. And joining us now is Mr. Saxton. Ernie, good evening. How are you? Well, some, somewhere the number 45 years has popped up, and uh, actually it's 55 years I was with Grandview. And uh, I have to say uh, I don't have uh, 
but very few complaints about working with the Rogers family at Grandview. Uh, I think I've uh, helped them grow, and I think they've helped me become better at PR work and things that I do. So it's been a good 55 years, but a few years back, I think it was about eight years ago, I went up there with my wife and told them that we were going to retire from everything. And uh, by the time we were done, they talked us into at least sticking around to do the PR until they could uh, hire somebody. Well, after eight years, I've decided that they weren't going to hire anybody, so <laughs> I had to take the next step on my own. But you're not going to retire from everything. I mean, you're not going to retire no, from I life. No, I'm not retired from life. I uh, We are working on a plan. When we uh, head down to Florida in a couple of weeks, we have a home down there in Ormond Beach. And uh, at that time, we'll give a great deal of thought as to whether we're going to live in Florida full-time or we're going to live in Langhorne, Pennsylvania full-time. But at 80 years of age, um, I'm getting uh, very tired of that drive uh, to Florida and back, for, uh, you know, that's a long haul, and uh, I just uh, I can't I can't even drive at night uh, unless I'm a lot more careful about how I drive. But uh, we'll still be active with Lenny Sammons with his indoor racing events and the motorsport show, and I still do uh, five uh, columns for different publications uh, on a regular basis. So. I got things to do. Well, you and I are the same age, and we have the same issues. Driving at night is a real problem. And then cars coming the other way have those supersonic headlights that blind you when they're coming the other way. I've gotten to the point uh, that I have to, I actually, uh, when it gets late at night and I run into all these people with the big, bright headlights, I start putting sunglasses on. Or I, I have a pair of these special glasses with tint on them that uh, cuts down on the bright lights, and I wear that. But it's still, I'm still not comfortable driving at night, so usually uh, we'll find the motel uh, where we used to drive straight through and could do it in about 14 hours, 951 miles. Now we do it in two days and uh, in about seven or eight hour segments. Listeners, we're talking to Ernie Saxton from Area Auto Racing News. Um, have you ever thought about writing a book? I've uh, been working on that. I'm, I'm working on it now. Uh, and uh, I think I have 10,000 pages done. And uh, it continue. You know, when you write a book, and I talked to Chris Economaki about this years ago when he was planning to write his book, and then he moved forward, and I actually have his book right here. Uh, because there's some ideas in there I'd like to steal. But when you come up with something that you remember from the past, it automatically opens up something else you remember from the past, and then it just sort of grows and grows and grows. And uh, I, don't, I don't know, uh, truthfully, I don't know if it'll ever get done, but I am, I am working on it based on 63 years of uh, being involved in motorsports. I don't know if you have the same problem I have. I can remember what Herb Scott did 60 years ago, but I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. <laughs> that's, that's very true, I find. I, I, you know, or, or my wife will say, well, 
when you're out getting gas, could you stop at the store and get a couple items? And she'll tell me. And by the time I get the gas and head back, I even forgot to stop at the store. So, or or you could make a <laughs> list of what you need and then leave the list on the kitchen table when you go to the yeah, store. Yeah, I've done that one too. We yeah. must be alike. <laughs> yeah, brothers from a different mother. You know, one of your. Uh, Fellow writers, I get to see her every year at the World Finals. Uh, Joanne Davies, uh, what a lovely lady. Do you ever have any dealings directly with her? No, not at all. I, You know, I, I lead a sheltered life. I uh, sort of uh, stay in my office. And uh, I don't know if you know, I, I'm battling uh, neuropathy in my legs, so I don't, I, I don't get around very well. I have to use a cane, so it... It really keeps you from uh, getting around and doing things you would like to do. I haven't played golf in about four years, and that used to be something that was just, you know, I loved to play golf. I wasn't great at it, but I loved to play it. But I I have three sets of golf clubs sitting here, sitting at my house in Florida that I'll give away to anybody who wants to come get them. <laughs> Well, we're coming up on a break. Uh, any closing thoughts, anything you'd like to add uh, to your retirement uh, explanation? No, I just, uh, I, I have to say, uh, you know, at 80 years old and 63 years involved in the sport, I, I won't say I've enjoyed every minute of it, but I've enjoyed uh, a vast majority of the minutes. I've met a lot of wonderful people, worked with a lot of wonderful people, I'm the only announcer, I think, that ever got to announce a race in Madison Square Garden and a few other accomplishments I've had over the years. So I've had a good, good, uh, good life. Well, a good friend, Lynn Geisler, uh, retired from driving. He's now a car owner. He's in the Hall of Fame. And I said to Lynn, I said, are you going to? retire from racing? He said, I can't. I said, why? He said, I won't have any friends. And I thought about it, and you and I are in the same boat. If you stopped going to the races, you wouldn't have, uh, most of your friends would be at the races while you're not there. I, I, uh, I'll have to tell you this. The other evening, I had the joy of going to the 80th birthday party of a ARDC racer named Frank Holtz, who also and, uh, a wonderful friend. He spends time with us at our Florida home. And uh, we had Hank Rogers there, who was an outstanding ARDC driver, and Ron Lauer and some other ARDC. And it was such a wonderful time to sit around a table and uh, sip a couple beers and talk about all the good things that happened in the sport over the years. And uh, I, I just hope I get more opportunities to do things like that. I agree, and I wish you well. And uh, I'll talk to you next month. All right, I'll look forward to it. Take care. Bye-bye. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to congratulate all of our 2021 division champions. In the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, Daryl Charlier. In the Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Nick Kachuba. In the Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks, Frank McGill. In the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders, Bill Tennant. And in the Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns, Logan Catellus. PPMS would also like to thank all of our drivers, crews, super snuffers, staff, and especially our loyal fans for a great 2021. 
2021. Special thanks to our 2021 marketing partners, Rorick Automotive Group, Admar, Priority Equipment Rental, Crawford Auto Repair, Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control, Calusi Chevrolet, Precise Racing Products, RockAuto.com, Zarin Truck and Automotive, Jones Motorsports, Snap-on Tools, Yingling, J.R. Hall Excavating, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Octane Customs, Mastro Ice, and RacingJunk.com. Be sure to watch our social media streams during the off-season. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. On Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. And as always, at PPMS.com. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Fans, what's the best way to describe a driver that was in 18 races and won 14 times? Well, we're going to find out. We're going to talk to Anthony Montepart. Anthony, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. Doing great. Recent uh, Latrobe Speedway banquet, you were crowned the champion. Uh, that had to be your best season ever. Uh, how's it feel? Yeah, it was definitely the best one yet. Uh, as I've said, it was definitely a dream year, and it just seemed like everything fell into place, and uh, the luck definitely went our way this year. Well, you know, you've only been racing technically three years full-time you did a little bit before that uh but i guess you grew up in a racing environment with your dad and joe kelly and when you first started uh, with them were you a mud scraper or were you just hanging around the garage when when you were helping joe uh how'd that go <laughs> yeah definitely start out at the mud scraper level uh me and my brother luke uh uh, we'd go, that was our job, and then, uh, I don't know, my dad and Joe would start letting us do a little more. We'd get, get to set tires or put tires on the car, but that's where I uh, definitely got my start there, helping out Joe and learned so much about racing, helping Joe, and uh, I would contribute a lot of my success to that. Knowing your dad and Joe, I'll bet there were a lot of funny stories in the garage, some that we could never repeat on the air. <laughs> yeah, no, we we should probably stay out of that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know they put a few, couple on Facebook. I, I hope, I don't know. You probably don't want to check those out. <laughs> no. Well, I always enjoy Tool's Kitchen whenever he does that. I mean, uh, your dad's a character, and being around him has to be a constant uh, state of uh, fun and, and, and good times. Yeah, for sure. We always try to have fun with whatever we're doing, but... Uh, I don't know. It seems like 
pretty much anyone he meets has has that to say about him. So I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, well, he's probably one of the most popular guys in the pits, and just a a great guy to be around. Now you mentioned Luke. Have you had the occasion to race against your brother? You know, not yet. The only the only time I'd say we were ever on the same track, I, uh, I can't remember what year, but. One of his friends from school, uh, their family ran uh, Blairsville go-kart track and uh, Blairsville Speedway, and we got to go out there, and after the races, the guy's dad uh, let us take two of the carts out, and I'm not afraid to admit, Luke smoked me. <laughs> so, I don't know, he's, he, he uh, hasn't got a chance yet, but I'd like to see him out on the track. We'll see, maybe someday. Well, uh, th- doesn't he drive car number four? That's that's actually my other brother, Brett Hutira. Oh, Brett. Okay, so I'm on the wrong page here. All right, let's start again. Have you ever raced against Brett? Uh, yeah, this year I got to uh, – Joe Kelly actually let me take his car out one night at Lake Trobe. Um, we had some issues with the car, so I really didn't get to race him, but I would consider we at least got to be on the track together. You, you'll find that when the situation comes up, when you are you and Brett are racing together, you'll probably run harder than you ever have in any of the cars you've been in. Because any time I would talk to someone, whether it was father, son, brother, whatever, uh, that's hammered down all the way, flat on the floor. I know when I talked to Bob Waring Jr. and asked him what was like racing against his dad, he said, the toughest thing I ever did, but I gave it my best. And I, I guess the bragging rights around the table at Thanksgiving or Christmas would be pretty important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's one of one of my probably you know dreams would be to get to get the chance to race against my dad one night or and Joe. You know, that's that's something I've I've honestly dreamt about. So hopefully one day that can happen. I don't know if it ever will, but those are the two guys I would love to suit up and go door to door with. Let's talk twenty twenty two. Now it's going to be tough to beat fourteen wins in eighteen races, but. Uh, Obviously, the car is good to go. Any changes schedule-wise? Uh, any any uh, thing that's going to be different than twenty twenty one? Um, yeah, a little bit, little some small changes for twenty twenty two. We still plan on racing at Lake Trobe weekly in the Pure Stock Division. Um, would hope to get out to a few other tracks, especially Dog Hollow. Um, seemed like when we were trying to go there last year and the year before a few times it would either rain out or uh you know with work it's tough to get up there on a friday but uh those are probably our two biggest tracks that we're going to be looking at racing this year i'm not sure if we'll get anywhere else the division the rules are so spread out right now at different tracks it's kind of hard to travel in this division you kind of just have to pick a track and go there to fit the rules well, with the success you're having, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, we ought to take a minute because it takes a lot of help and a lot of financial assistance to acknowledge your sponsors on this championship run. Yeah, without the sponsors, I, I honestly thought I wouldn't even be racing. So I, I owe it all to them and everyone that's helped me out. Uh, John Gilmore with Gilmore Engineering, uh, A1 Machine. That's Joe Zioli at A1 Machine and Chad. Uh, GVD Powder Coating, Supercar Workshop and Supercar Restoration, RepairX, 
Vinyl Destination, uh, MS Shock Therapy, American Racer, Trico Welding. I believe I got all of them there. That's a pretty good group. You know, um, something about Lake Trobe that I'm really impressed is how uh, the Bates family has uh, resurrected a track that was dormant for a long time. And now I come to find out that they bought all the uh, metal seating from Motordrome. So an expansion thing there, they just keep getting better and better every year. Yeah, I'm excited for another uh, good year next year and see what uh, what else they can improve on. And we'll go from there. Well, I want to compliment you again. 2021 Pure Stock Champion, 14 wins in 18 races. That's amazing. want to thank you. Do you have any closing thoughts, anything you'd like to add? No, I just uh, hope everyone has a good, uh, good winter and Merry Christmas and uh, looking forward to seeing everybody back at the track in uh, spring of 2022. I know we're excited and already getting ready for it. Thank you. Thank you, Don. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, PowerTech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Joining us is Tim McCready. Tim, welcome to Rapid on Racing. It's been a few years since we chatted with you, and now we can call you the 2021 Lucas Oil Third Car Champion. How, how special is that? We're standing next to the car. I've been carrying the orange spoiler all year. Just a heck of a year for you. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, we've been trying for a few years at Lucas Tour to do it, and uh, been close uh, several years. Uh, seemed like we were always in second, so it was nice to finally be able to get it done for, for everybody that works so hard. I mean, a lot of hard work goes on behind the scenes to, with every team, so um, yeah, we're, we're pretty happy. I mean, the car has been dialed in all year, and you know, we're here at Charlotte. Uh, last night was good in the heat race. You know, the track was kind of locked down last night fast and didn't have the results that you want, but we're back here on day two. Uh, what are Tim's thoughts for day two? Afternoon racing could be a little difficult. Yeah, I mean, well, we're, I mean, with us to come to this place, uh, it's different than when we go to other races that are, I mean, they're sanctioned, obviously, but other races, I mean, we put a full effort in, but we're trying to win. We're trying to win by learning and trying things that I probably wouldn't do. I mean, um, like we wouldn't do some of the stuff we're doing if we were going to Knoxville or Eldora, but those races pay fifty grand to win and, and pay ten thousand, you know, for fifth and five thousand for tenth. Uh, so last night we tried all kinds of stuff that uh, I thought would go good and went bad, and um, uh, we decided that when it pays a thousand. 
thousand to start, and the same thing for you know only a thousand more for tenth. That's really no reason to go out there and bash the hell out of everything. So uh, we just uh, we'll live to fight another day. Yeah, a few months or a couple months ago, you had a great run in Pittsburgh. That's a track that you know, has always seemed to elude you. But a track that we're talking about big money, a track that you always enjoy and seem to run at while at you know coming up in 2022, the Firecracker Week now is not going to be sanctioned by Lucas and the grand prize not 30,000 but 50,000 big money yeah it's pretty cool um like i said i appreciate all the the promoters doing what they're doing a lot of them are sticking their necks out uh i, I think what what you're noticing um is uh what really seems to be most successful on my side is when they pay they might not pay 50 grand to win but they start paying five grand for 10th and like four grand to start or three grand to start um because uh that way it can more teams can afford to keep doing it uh some of them races are nice to pay big money up top and then you're looking at pays 2800 for uh for sixth and uh so um you know i guess the 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 big the the headline is garnered by the big number but you start peeling it back it doesn't look as good so i haven't really seen their entire purse hopefully it matches up to the top i mean uh it's been common knowledge in our type of racing that if you can't pay at least 10 percent 10% of what it is to win to start, then you shouldn't probably have the purse up that high. So, um, you know, I think they they want to, if any of these tracks want to get car counts up, I mean, it's evident here there's 38 late models because everybody knows what it pays, and that's why they stopped coming down here. So you got to start uh, start uh, pumping up the middle and the bottom to, to try to get everybody happy. Yeah, we talked about that last year where that, that nut up pop is nice for one person, but like you said, you know, maybe if we took that instead of making it 50 50,000 and we made it 25 and you paid off down through the rest of the field. Like you said, maybe the car counts out there, especially with the super late models. They're there, but like you said, you have to be dollar smart and not foolish to say, okay, do I want to, what's it going to cost me to come raise? Like you said, yeah. is, it, is it worth me running 40 laps to make $1,000 to start? Uh, where like if, if I run and I test some things and it doesn't work like you said, might as well pull off and live the fight another day. Well, it's, it's just the way the economics of racing are. It's uh, a lot of local guys are going to look at uh, what they pay for tires and what they run locally. Maybe they run three weeks on the same set of tires, and, and then we roll into town, and they know that to be competitive, they need to buy four new tires to start. Maybe another right rear for the feature. So you're looking at you know five, six hundred bucks before they. And then if they got four of their crew guys that normally you pay fifteen bucks to get in the pits, now they're paying forty five to get in the pits for their crew guys. Uh, next thing you know you're looking at you're into it at a grand or more and that's what it's paying to start some of them races well they could just come back a week from then and run them same tires and race for 1500 to win and only pay about 70 to get into the track so it's and that's what they're looking at and i and that's what i hear from all locals why they don't come now so it just means that we need to start up and i mean it's time to um not make them so top heavy and a lot of guys are i mean there's a lot of tracks that have done really well and been smart uh but like i said uh i80's got it right they know what they're doing out there they their thirty thousand dollar to win purse that they ran on thursday night up there this year was second to none like when you looked at through the whole thing and then their fifty thousand dollar to win purse is the best one we go for all year so it's uh that's a hats off to them and the crazy thing about the kaziski family is uh they've only been a major player as far as having big races for not even a decade so 
Um, it's nice to see somebody come in and, and set the standard that I think sometimes we just get complacent. Uh, drivers, racers, owners, promoters, all of us, and, uh, and, and, and let it go by when we can uh, try to improve and, and try to curtail what's going on. It's always nice to chase that championship, but also you're committed no matter what series you're in. And if you run in both series over the years, and you, know, you see a lot of drivers now just saying, okay, well, geez, maybe if I, it might, like you said, Tim, it might be more beneficial for me to stay home and run for a $10,000 race instead of traveling all the way to Florida for a $10,000 race. It, it doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, just the way it is. I mean, guys are going to start picking and choosing a little more, and and, and, um, and that's understandable. I mean, I'm not going to tell you car counts are going to go up to 100 cars everywhere. Uh, that's that's impossible. But also, you know, there's just a bunch of little things, and everybody's doing a good job. It's just uh, don't lose sight of the fact of what's happening and, 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 and go see the guys, talk to the guys that do it locally, and they'll tell you straight up why they don't do it. And then maybe try to make alter arrangements or, uh, you know, different things to, to bring it back the other way. So, I mean, but all in all, we're a healthy sport, man. There's a lot of races that are going to be paying big the next few years and coming in and new guys coming in and want to throw some money around. It's pretty cool. It's exciting. All the times I've talked to you, I've always been waiting to, to say this. Congratulations, champ. It's been a great year in 2021, and congratulations on your Lucas Oil Championship. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Okay, thank you, brother. This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. family and it's great to have you guys here last year we lost your annual visit you know due to covid and you know ron and mary jane it's just great and joe and tim it's great having you here and it's just as we sit in this center it's you know i i, I sit in here every week and it's hard to believe it's five years you know we missed out and it's a little part of us is here every friday you know, good friend Greg Willing put aside it, uh, you know, worked side by side for years with Dow. And to put this inaugural race on in his honor, uh, Joe, you know, he talked to you first, but we'll, we'll get to that because we know you're not going to be the spokesperson for the team. But, you know, Ron, we, we were sharing some stories about Dow, you know, prior to the racing getting underway. And you, know, you, you guys are from the Latrobe area, and you took Dow to the races as a you know, young kid. And little did you know, you know, he'd be such a fixture in his hometown, and not only to for his love of racing, but for his love of athletics, what you know he did at the colleges, at you know high schools, and uh, you know, for myself, we all remember Dow as that voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Motordrome, and here at, at Lernerville. But you know, just you know, share a couple stories that you know our listeners would enjoy hearing. Maybe as a young man growing up, and then as you got to watch him announce in his later in his later career. Uh, I want to thank you for showing me this wonderful trophy here in memory of uh, Dow. Uh, he enjoy, really enjoyed racing uh, as much as he did doing football and basketball games for uh, Greater Latrobe and St. Vincent College. I uh, One of the first things 
after he had passed away, I went to a couple of the athletic directors, and the one lady came out and she said, I want to ask you something. I says, what's that? He says, how did he ever get the name Dow? Which was unusual. I know the answer. And I, I told him that he was named after Dow Fensterwall, the golfer. That he was, they were a hard, a uh, good fl uh, person with uh, Arnie Palmer. Was Arnie's uh, uh, great, whatever you want to call he. Uh, great person and uh, Dow got to interview Dow Finsterall up at one of the uh, uh, tournaments up at Lake Trobe and Dow or Ligonier uh, Dow he ended up saying to Dow from one Dow to the other Dow but uh, when we started going to the races there was Myself and Dow and Jerry Lacona, who is an orthodontist dentist in Murraysville right now. And every night we would go to Schmucker's out at, between Lake Trove and uh, Pleasant Unity. And we would uh, get there early and we would, uh, we were Blackie Watt fans at that time. Uh, Blackie was from New Ellick, which was our hometown, and Clyde Black in North Yeah, every everybody called him Blackie. He uh, went for uh, Pitcavage, the uh, modified. So uh, after the races every night or on Saturday nights, why the first thing in late Trobe was Latanzio's Bakery was open. So they were opened all night. So that's the first thing we would do after the races was to go into Latanzio's Bakery and get a dozen of uh, donuts. How much was a dozen back then, Ron? I have no idea what it was, but probably for a, probably a dollars or something like that. And uh, that was, and then on Sunday, why them them donuts were all were all gone. But uh, three years ago, Dow received a trophy at the Lake Trobe Chamber of Commerce, and it was in honor of Fred Rogers, who was on TV, as everybody knows, with the. Uh, just a just a great person, and he was from Lake Trobe, and he never forgot Lake Trobe. So we went to the banquet. They invited us, and uh, Greg Brown, who was the party's announcer at that time, came out and he emceed the the banquet, and they got at, and we got a trophy. It had. Uh, Mr. Rogers' uh, neighborhood. neighborhood on it, and also on the front of it, it said, Mr. Rogers, this is somebody 
in the area who reminded me reminded of of um, Mr. Rogers and uh, that was that was a great thing. Dow was the first person that received this trophy, and since then, why he's received different uh, trophies or uh, and uh, he it's it's hard after five years uh, to know what happened but these are just things that happen uh, people have to learn to re to receive these things it's uh, we come on earth and we're only here for a short time or it's a long time we never know and it's a good thing we don't and when your time comes you're going off of this earth into another earth so outside of that uh, he enjoyed the racing and I want to thank again for this trophy here uh, that was sitting behind us it's really nice and uh, outside of that that's that's pretty much it thank you Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to congratulate all of our 2021 division champions. In the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, Daryl Charlier. In the Admar Penn, Ohio Pro Stocks, Nick Kachuba. In the Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks, Frank McGill. In the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders, Bill Tennant. And in the Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns, Logan Catellus. PPMS would also like to thank all of our drivers, crews, super snuffers, staff, and especially our loyal fans for a great 20. 2021. Special thanks to our 2021 marketing partners, Rorick Automotive Group, Admar, Priority Equipment Rental, Crawford Auto Repair, Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control, Calusi Chevrolet, Precise Racing Products, RockAuto.com, Zarin Truck and Automotive, Jones Motorsports, Snap-on Tools, Yingling, J.R. Hall Excavating, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Octane Customs, Mastro Ice, and RacingJunk.com. Be sure to watch our social media streams during the off-season. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. On Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. And as always, at PPMS.com. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Area Auto Racing News is a great way to keep up to date on what is happening in motorsports. Some of their excellent writers include Ernie Saxton, Joanne Davies, Walt Weimer, and Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. Subscribe now to Area Auto Racing News at AARN.com. 50 issues at just $60 or digital only for $39 a year. For more information, call 609-888-3618 or go online to AARN.com. Stay informed with Area Auto Racing News. We're back, and we're, we're with the Carnahan family, and, and we were talking a little bit about you know your, your Dow's life to a point where growing up and you know, the accolades he get, and, and I, I could be wrong on this, and I heard, you know, when you think of people in Ligonier, uh, obviously Earl Treb, the, the Ligonier's down the road, but you have Arnold Palmer, you have Fred Rogers, and you had Dow. 
And I, I heard, and I mean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, all three are in the, you know, the Latrobe Hall of Fame. And when you're in with Arnold Palmer and Fred Rogers, you know, that's that that's some, you know, pretty steep company. And, and Gene, you know, again, as a, you know, as a mother to Dow, you had a lot of memories too. You were sharing some of those before that, and you know, we could go on and on and on. But I, you know, I know. You know, we, on the annual event when we come up here and you get to spend time with myself and, and Don Gamble and, and, and all the people that were around Dow, it's, again, you can't bring back time, but it, it's just nice seeing you all guys here. Well, thank you, and uh, we certainly enjoy the, and they're honored to come up. Uh, I wanted to just uh, mention the first time that uh, I heard that the voice of Dal Carnahan doing sports was at Westminster. <clears throat> Westminster had, at that time had just started the TV and uh, he, they used Dow to um, announce the football game and so we got to watch him do his first play-by-play and of course we were impressed and it, it ended up, you know, it just kind of grew and grew and we didn't know half of what he did because like the chamber business, uh, when we were, uh, when he would come home and he'd say, well, I won't be out. He always came out every week. He said, I won't be out because I have a chamber. And I thought, well, he's just attending. Well, then we found out he was the MC for years. <laughs> so anyhow, he was, he, in his own quiet way, he, uh, he influenced a lot of people and we're proud. We're proud. Tim and Joe, it's great seeing you here. It's just, it's always comforting when, generally once or twice a year, Tim, I only get to see you on special occasions, but Joe, I remember last year, I was, you know, you said, if you're ever up around my neck of the woods, you know, give me a call, and I'm, I'm on 99 Pass in Beaver Stadium, and I'm like, I'm going to dial her up and see if she answered, and I get, hi, Dave, you know, and you knew, you knew exactly where I was, but... You know, being, you know, Dow's brothers and sisters, you know, how special was it to have, you know, the memories of Dow, but no matter where you go, when you, when people hear his name, it just, I don't think Dow had an enemy. I mean, everybody just loved your brother, and, you know, as we were talking prior to the interview, I was saying, you know, Dow, when he sat and talked to you, he sat and talked to you like he knew you all your life, and he presented that not only to anybody that he interviewed, but when he was on the mic in front of thousands of people, he made you feel like you were the guy sitting right next to him at, on the couch at home or at the, you know, the dining room table having a meal. And that was a special ability, and very few announcers can do that. No, I agree. Um... I just remember Dow's young. We were young. He, him and my dad loved to go to the races. I like to go to the races. They love to go to the races. And he's never lost that. I mean, he loved announcing. I think he liked the people he worked with at the racetracks as much as he liked the racing. That's why he did it for so long. And then, you know, doing all the f- basketball. I, mean, we'd be dr- I, I used to do stats for him in basketball once in a while when I was home. And he would be driving up the highway, and he'd be like, all right, I'm going to go through the other teams on lineup. And he would just have know their names and know their numbers. 22 people, he would know everyone. And, you know, I'll never forget that. And we, he used to announce at Pensboro, 
uh, the Dirt Track World Championship later, and I drove home with him one night. I'm like, you know, you could do this nationally, probably. Did you ever want to? And he's like, no, I'm good where I'm at. So I think that says a lot about him. He just liked where he was at. You know, as we said, we were talking, when I would come to the track, and like you said, Tim, his memory was unbelievable, but, and I know Greg, I think, and I'm pretty sure this, Greg Brown said at his funeral that we would have to call in at spring training and do a segment every Monday or whatever day it would have been and I had 32 radio stations to call in and I knew when I called Dow he'd answer it was two minutes and it was over with and done and when you have someone of that magnitude you know, it, you know praising your brother but Joe behind me it, we're looking at a trophy that you know Greg Willing brought in and it's just it's a picture of Dow he, he's talking with them uh to a group of people with his Lernerville shirt on, but above that is a microphone. And I know you saw the trophy before anybody, and when Greg brought it in, I, I see the picture because we have it here in the media center, but to have that microphone there, it, it is just really, to me, it epitomizes everything that this media center is for and what Dow stood for. Well, it's, it's, um, it's beautiful. Um, I'm sure Dow is still very humbled um, by the out by the uh, by the outpouring. He had a I mean Dow had a God-given gift. He knew that, but he worked very very hard, and um, I think he served people wholeheartedly. And I can only say that all of this. I think he he never thought of himself in the way that you're all talking about him. Um, he was really he, he had a servant's heart and he it was about everybody else and doing the job well and lifting everybody else up and painting that picture of who he was who he was talking about and talking with and so his posture was never about himself I, I, I know that and uh, I, I always saw that about him and to me his um his voice and his demeanor and the the way that the lord conducted his gifts was um it was just a blessing and a pleasure to listen to him that's how i can say whatever i was listening to him um i guess i listened to him more intently um, that last year of his life because he lost Nancy and she was often with him and listening and um, so I would tune in with technology I could tune in from far away and listen um, and he would check in a lot after and uh, I just uh, appreciate I just appreciate the the gift that I had that last year especially I mean I always listened to him but it was different and I uh, had no idea that that was going to be the last year that I would hear him um, but you know love him wholeheartedly and so thankful for his life and um, you know for all the people he had a great affection 
for all the people that he served, like Tim said, and worked here with. And it's really, a, it's just a tribute that they thought so much of him to still do something like this. So thank you, Greg. I think the ultimate compliment anybody could have ever given Dow is when you were a driver and you won, whether it was at Pittsburgh or here at Lernerville where we're at this evening, the win was important, but knowing that you were going to get interviewed by Dow made the win all that more importantly. And when you sit, and I, I can go to these drivers, the A.J. Flicks uh, as an example, and the Alex Faris, they all have a Dow Carnahan story, but you knew when you pulled into victory lane, you're going to see this lanky guy come down in a shirt and shorts, and he was just going to sit there and make you feel perfectly you know, at ease, and, and that's what he did. I think his greatest quality when he did an interview, he know knew how to answer the right, ask the right question, but he knew how to follow up question after question so that whoever was being interviewed felt so comfortable with him, and I think that's awesome. He knew the people, you know, and I I, I know we drive his car still, and uh, it's here tonight actually. Um, and in the console, we still have a little tablet that has a list of, you know, names and numbers that, you know, that he kept there when he was driving <laughs> wherever to what event. But he would be doing a little bit of remembering names and numbers, pronunciations, probably practicing, you know, names. But it's still in, still in there. Yeah, I think, you know, as a whole, you guys are all right to where Dow wouldn't have wanted this trophy. Uh, that was not your brother's demeanor. Uh, and to have the media center where national people come in, and, and when you have the Rick Eshermans and the Johnny Gibsons from the World of Outlaws come in and, and say, you know, hey, it was a pleasure to work with Dow. These were guys on the national level. But like you said, Tim, he never wanted to take that next step. You know, he was happy being at home and, you know, Sometimes that's you know the best thing that you could possibly do. Well, it's great having you here. We certainly missed y'all last year, and you know now that we got one under the way, and like we, we jokingly said, this is the inaugural, not first annual. We'll be back again for next year. So again, thank you for coming, and God bless. I just want to say he had such respect for the drivers and the crew members who volunteered their time to fix these cars and work during the week. He he thought those people were the best. It's like you said, it's it's we're all sitting here and we shed a few tears. But he would have wanted that. And that's that was Dow. I mean Dow made you feel what he's seen. But again, like you said, Jill, to be in his car and, and see that the fans here still love him, it means a lot. Oh yeah. Again. I can remember five years ago when we first come up here, they had the Dow uh, reward, or she, and uh, I remember uh, right in front of the uh, stands, why in front of the flagman stands, why they said about Dow and. All the car owners and the mechanics and everybody that was with them come up and lined the trace track clear from the starter stand clear down into number number four uh, turn. So uh, 
that just they, how they, much, you know, everybody Well, and, and then a lot of them had uh, Dow Carnahan on their uh, decal on their cars that night also. So, outside of that, why, that's, that's pretty much it. I know when we, in, in, at the original Lernerville banquet, when we announced that we were going to name this the Dow Carnahan Media Center, we have, you know, a picture of Dow displayed outside, and I gave you a big Dow. Do you still have it? We still have it. Yes, we do. And we have uh, that, we still have the trophy up that A.J. Flick gave us that night. My dad was just talking about he won the feature, yeah, the sprint car feature, and we have that up with his. We have a picture of all of us with it with with that night. So yeah, again, so many memories, and I'm glad we're still continuing to make memories each and every year. And we all hope you enjoy the races tonight. And I know when you and you know you and Tim have an opportunity to present that trophy. In Victory Lane, there's going to be a little piece of dial with you. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good evening. Thank Thank you. you. Listeners, we hope you enjoyed today's program. On behalf of everyone at Rappin' on Racing, we want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And may 2022 be your best year ever. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed tonight's program. Rappin' on Racing is available Monday at 6 p.m. on Apple TV, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and RappinOnRacing.com. We want to thank Jennerstown Speedway, the title sponsor for Rappin' on Racing, and our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Environmental Air Incorporated, plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Toma Mean Market, and Zarin Truck and Automotive. Additionally, thanks go to co-hosts Dave Oliveri and our reporters, Howie Bayless, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, and Jim Zufall. Special thanks to our senior engineers and technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Luzik, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. That's all for Rapid On Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. We'll see you next time. Stand on it. Jennerstown Speedway proudly presented Rapid On Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, be sure to join us the first Monday of each month during the off-season for more Rapid On Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all. Stand.